Live, pal. <laughs> Always live, pal. We're live, bro. <laughs> We're live. Hey, guess what? what? We're live. Are we? We're so live. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. (laughs) All right. Well, it's it's episode 514 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And we have uh, a hell of a show for you tonight. Language. Jeez. Don't start with the language bullshit. All right. What? How dare you? No, don't get me started. Uh, Brody King from Ring of Honor joins us tonight at 730. Uh, Plus, plus there was wrestling this week, and there was not as much. Uh, There was no MLW this week. Uh, Impact ran like a best of. AEW did a tribute show. None of us watched Raw or SmackDown. Um, But there was Wrestle Kingdom and picks and so much fun. And I have news, I have notes, Kevin has a list, Tony has games, and it's all next here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is the new FM show, Jerry Lynn, and you're listening to the Shining Wizard Podcast. What's up? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> fucking loser. Fuck the shiny wizards. Welcome, everyone, to episode 514 of the Shining Wizards. Of course, it's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. Oh, now we can't hear Kevin. Kevon. There he is. Abu, Abu. Excuse me, I'm almost dying over here during the intro, uh. Welcome everyone live on Facebook watching along. Welcome to everyone listening on the rant, rantemradio.com. Welcome to everyone listening to us in download form because we love you guys just as much. Boys, what's going on? Not much. How was your New Year's? <coughs> oh my God, I'm dying. Uh, very quiet, very low key. It was just me, the wife, and, and the boy just watching the, uh, I don't know, did the ball even drop? I guess it did. Uh, the wife always makes me watch that new year's rock and eve nonsense but uh we spent a lot of time just playing video games and when the ball dropped we sort of watched that for a minute and then went back to playing video games how about you guys uh i worked and then uh 
one of Rhiannon's friends rented out a bar for like eight people. Eight, not like 80, eight. Wow. Like a snowman. Uh, so we went there for like an hour. Um, and then we were home by like 10 o'clock and watching the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and I didn't watch any balls drop. I don't care about fucking Ryan Seacrest or whatever hot fucking garbage you had to watch. Uh, I watched the Twilight <laughs> Zone. And then uh, when I heard the fireworks going off outside, I was like, oh, it must be the new year. So that was how I celebrated. Yeah, I slept. I, uh, Sounds about right. <laughs> went to I went to bed at like seven o'clock. I woke up. I set my alarm for like 11.50, uh, watched the ball drop with uh, Daddy-O, and then went back to bed. So there it is, folks. Sounds like you have a very, uh, very strange sleep schedule, Kevin. It's awful. It's the absolute worst. Because my, especially now, like my work schedule changes with COVID every like other week. It changes. So like today I went back uh, after, the, after the lockdown, after two weeks. So like I'm staying up to like four or five, then like it's so bizarre. And then so now I got to be at work at seven tomorrow, which I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But after not sleeping at all last night, sounds like you're in some rough shape, buddy. I also did not sleep at all last night, but for completely different reasons. That's right. Which, um, very surprising the amount of uh, people who actually stayed up to watch wrestle kingdom last night yeah, it was kind of surprised i was looking at the chatter on twitter and uh yeah quite a few people actually pulled an all-nighter on that one you think uh you think it might have been easier because it was a sunday night going into a monday <sighs> i don't know how is that how would that make it easier people got to go back to work monday off you parlay it from the holiday all right see that's the thing but normally people parlay the days prior not the days after well, it depend- look, you got to remember now, this is the wrestling community, and anyone who has done this before knows they're going to need a couple days. So they probably worked through the new year uh, if whatever business they worked for was open and then probably took off today, tomorrow, maybe Wednesday as a day just to recoup. Uh, but, you know, we were chatting it up with a bunch of people. Kate was trying to stay awake. I know she bounced out about 4.30 or so. Uh, LSG, Tony Deppin, Anthony Bowens. I uh, was talking to them all night. Dickinson was watching. Um, a ton of ton of wrestlers were watching. The West Coast people, they had it better because uh, the 2 a.m. start time for the Rumble huh. here was 11 there. So, uh, you know, props to them. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a little easier. Congratulations yeah. for living 3,000 miles that way. Apparently, the people yeah. in the U.K. get it at like um, 7 o'clock in the morning. That sounds about right. Yeah, seven or eight in the morning, something like that. Yeah. Because they say the uh, the AEW and WWE shows uh, usually drop if you watch it live. It's like midnight over there. Yeah, that makes sense. Guess it sucks to be them, huh? I mean, if you're watching AEW, yes, WWE. I mean, you do it to yourself if you decide to stay up to midnight to watch a a dumpster file, a bunch of raccoons lighting a dumpster on fire. Yes, a dumpster file. Dumpster yes. computer, like the recycling bin. <laughs> that's that's the sequel to X Files. It's the dumpster files. Instead of aliens, they just research hot garbage. 
Hot garbage and sizzling. So I fucked myself up yesterday. Uh-oh. I stayed up real late Saturday night. <clears throat> um, with the plan being I was going to sleep in Sunday. And then, because the, uh, our work schedule has been all kind of wonky too. So we've been, I've been staying up to like 3 o'clock every night just... Just because watching TV, watching documentaries, playing video games, watching wrestling, um, and uh, but I woke up real early yesterday. I was like, "Fuck!" So then I decided I was gonna go looking for some AEW figures, uh, and I was unsuccessful. I threw O for three, three WalMarts, nothing. Well, Matt. Yes, sir. Do you know? Uh, do you know this? I'm not sure if you know this. AEW figures. You probably do know this because you're a maniac. A controlled maniac when it comes to <clears throat> figures. That AEW figures are now available in Target. Really now? This is news yes, to cause, me. Because Walmart had an exclusive contract for one year. So they're going to start showing up on pegs and Targets now too. Oh, okay. So I know we got we got a couple near us. One in right near your old abode in uh, Parsippany. And one in, in East Hanover. And so. Uh, All right. All right, yeah. that's good because the one the Walmart in Rockaway is right around the corner from a Target, so I'll be doing there pulling, you go, double double duty there. It, right. I have a question for you guys. Totally switching topics. Yes, but I was like, I don't know how this came into my head, and I don't know if we've ever discussed it. But I was thinking of like podcast names, and I was like, you know, we got a really good podcast name. Like the Shining Wizards is a really good podcast. <clears throat> And I was thinking, like, was there ever a time when you guys first started the show? What were the other names that you guys batted around? Or was it always, was it just Shining Wizards or Bust? That that was pretty much it. And it just came to me and it was just like, it's kind of a play on words and we just ran with it. So it was, was the name Shining Wizards in your head before the idea of like, of the podcast? No, no, it, it, it probably just came to me, if I recall correctly, where it was like, hey, we're going to do a wrestling podcast. Let's come up with something creative. I was like, well, Shining Wizards. It's a sh- Shining Wizards, a move. Wizards, you know, it f- is a character. Just kind of worked. I mean, there's nothing more to it. I'm sorry. If it's you, not, get, you, you get know, tagged it's... in like a lot of. No, it's, it, that's fine. It's just that we get tagged in a lot of other podcast posts on like Twitter and on, on Instagram. And I was just like thinking like, what are like some like really good podcast names? And what are just some like, like kind of just like lazy ones. And uh, there was one that I, that I found a couple of weeks ago and I texted it to Matt. He's like, why are you texting me this? I'm like, cause this is a genius name. And I forgot what the fuck it was. You don't have any recollection. Do you recollection? No, I do not have any recollection of that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Sorry. It's okay. I oh, gotta, I, mean, I gotta worry about, I gotta worry about the wizards. Well, of That's course. Right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't ask you to worry about these people. I just thought there was a hell of a name. That it was, it was pretty creative and pretty clever and all that nonsense. I mean, there's a couple of them yeah, out and there. I never. Not all at once. Yeah. And I mean, I and I knew that like. Like, I just never knew if it was ever discussed. Like if like Tony reached out to Matt and Matt was like, you know what, what about this? Or Tony was like, what about this? I have these. Like, what? Like, you don't remember if any of that happening, do you, Matt? I don't. 
Uh, no, I don't. I shoehorned myself into the podcast, so I don't know if there was ever a conversation about what it should be called. That's right. Forgot about that. All right. Anyway, that was that was Kevin's aside to kick off uh, the hot episode of the Wizards. First one of 2021, by the way. Yeah, that's wild. When you guys were saying, when Matt said, how was your New Year's? I was like, holy shit, this is the first one of the year, isn't it? Sure is. Pretty it wild. Is. We're going big or going home with Brody King, baby. Speaking of going big, don't we have something to tell all of our listeners out there for the month of January? The, uh, not our not our usual Twitter contest, which is going off like gangbusters each and every week. You have a chance to win. Just fucking like the show, like the Wizards podcast on Twitter and retweet the tweet that's got to be the tweets. You got a chance to win a box of wizardry. How cool is that? We got lots of winners under our belt already, and we got a lot more to give away. Stay tuned, but we got a special giveaway, don't we? We do. For the month of January, if you go to manscaped.com and you use the code word wizards and you send us a screen cap or you email us the receipt, we will enter you into our monthly drawing. We will give away a fantastic box of wizardry with the addition of an AEW Kenny Omega figure still in box. Um that I have uh, sitting under the desk next to the Edgehead one that I have to give Kevin, which uh, I uh, did. I give that to you? No, we not. And I have your shark figure right here in the background that I still have to give to you. There we go. So. We'll do a little trace key. But yeah, right. so if you use the code word Wizards at Manscaped, you don't have to spend seventy dollars. If you buy a bag of crop mops and you you use the code word wizards and you save 20% and you screen cap it and you send it to us to show proof of purchase in the month of January, you're entered into the drawing. And then at the end of the month, we're going to pick a winner. And that winner is going to get this Kenny Omega figure. Series 1, AEW, Kenny Omega, the cleaner. The AEW world champion. No championship belt. Apologies. Um, <laughs> and a bunch of other shit. I got tons of stuff. I still have trading cards. I still have stickers from Jedi Jack Yeti. I got Cheap Shot. Um, beer koozies. I got this awesome uh, Minoru Suzuki one. Right? Happy Hanukkah. Recycle your fucking empties. <laughs> Boom. My man, Minoru. So uh, we're going nice to do that. Little, uh... We're going to try and push a little uh, little manscape for you and uh, give a little something back to you. My, plus, you know, in addition to the 20% and the free shipping, you could win a free aw figure which as you heard before they are next to impossible to find in stores it's happening but not as often as i would like it to happen because i am in the chase i have received my chris jericho chase figure i took second place in fantasy football so that money went to a cody chase figure of course which i found uh for the cheapest i've seen online so i'm very excited about that so i have all of series one now I have the UK Cody. I have the Blood Brothers. Yeah, there were UK Cody in a that came in the UK ring. Does he have a UK neck tattoo instead of his American Nightmare tattoo? No, he has a different See, weight, with different weight belt, different pants, and different uh, skin tone. Different skin tone. Yeah, it looks better than the original one. Oh, and that's the yeah, way they're going. It's more. Uh, it's more tan, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm having fun over here in my figure collecting figure. <laughs> I, I I told him in the, in the text, I'm like, God, you're, you're like, you're out of control. And you're like, no, I'm not. 
And then like five minutes later, like you, then you were like, oh, you're right. I am kind of a, a loose cannon here. It was so funny. The, uh, the 180 that you did not completely. Cause it's amazing. It's incredible. Can I uh, talked about it. Yes, Tony. Last week was the second place in the football pool. And this week it's stimulus checks. Bing. My stimulus check gets uh, deposited into my joint bank account with my wife, so that doesn't oh. get touched. Boo. No, no, it's good. It's good. We're good. We're good. I, I treated myself I- for Christmas. So, And if you listen to the Wednesday night show, I do um, I pre-order a lot of things, and then they either take forever or I just forget about them. So yep. that's always exciting and fun when they show up. Her gotta order some barbecue sauce. Get that main event mustard, baby. So before Her. Brody, where do we want to go before Brody King joins us, boys? Ooh, I have an idea of where we can go. Where do you want to go? Uh, we made picks, didn't we? We did. We did make picks. Fuck yeah! It's the Shining Wizards pay-per-view pick extravaganza thing. Night one, Wrestle Kingdom fifteen. <laughs> Uh, love, love the fire from you, Tony. Um, you should always bring that fire when you have re- uh, received second place in the picks. Because your boy went undefeated, bitch. Six and zero. Oh, I am one game behind you. Oh, how sweet it is. Kevin went four and two. Tony went five and one. Um, but Kevin, I see you over there. You're shaking your head. There was. I don't think there was. Any wrong picks here? Uh, those matches that you lost, Kev, could have gone either way. It was literally a flip of a coin. Because uh, Tony made the same pick as you in the Tanahashi match. See, and that that was the one thing. I really yeah. thought if there was a time to boost Great Khan, this would have been the show to do it. I'm not mad that Tanahashi won. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. I guess this is the, uh, the New Japan portion of the show. We probably should have put that out there. But uh, yeah. I really thought that would have been the perfect moment to give Great Okan like a, like a high-profile win. But I'm not hating on Tanahashi for winning that match, you know? I, I just hate that I, I went against my gut on, I think, the two that I got wrong, which kills me. Like, I picked the Great Okan. Like, I, I don't think I picked the Great Okan once in any New Japan picks so far. So why I changed my mind this time, I have no idea. And then... I think I'm in the same boat with picking Master Wado a few times. <laughs> but I got you. Or maybe that's who I'm thinking of. But anyway, then I picked Will Ospreay to beat Okada, which I didn't really like either. And that that was a gut punch right there, too. Because I, I, I say this every time we do New Japan picks. New Japan confuses me, man. It confuses me. I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. I never know what they're doing. My thought was, was that if Osprey, he probably wasn't going to beat Okada. So I figured at least we could go 50-50. Maybe Okan beats Tanahashi, but it just didn't work out that way. So, you know, it's just kind of the way I played the thing. I don't And I have no idea what their plans are. Like for, I have to look up, I guess I have to, are we going to do the picks for night two on the show? Yeah, that's tonight. Yeah, we can. We could do that. Oh, baby. We can do that. We're oh, not going to pick. We won't pick the women's pre-show matches because they won't be on TV. 
It won't be on the pre-show, and I don't want to sound harsh, but I don't think it really matters. Oh, no, it definitely it definitely doesn't matter in the grand scheme of Wrestle Kingdom. It's awesome. It's cool, but it definitely doesn't matter in terms of what Wrestle Kingdom means. Now, Matt, the 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 last four of the Rumble. What kind is that? Just a fatal four way match? Is there a, a a rule that that someone could have for that? Like, is it? No, this is just a straight first pinfall is the winner. Yes. I see. I wasn't sure if you were picking this because I I got my picks real late in uh, last night. Now I had I had three people picked for this, and I think they were all in it. Fale, Chase Owens, and Yano were three of the four, right? Who was the four? Yes. Oh, Bushi. Bushi. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't pick that one anyway because that was on the pre-show to begin with. But we we are picking the Fatal Four Way for tonight's show. Yes. Yes. And Yano and Yano won without even getting in there, right? He's, Correct. You know, he's the fucking Cosmo Kramer of New Japan. Just fucking shows up and falls ass backwards into everything. How could you not love that shit? I had to do the I had to do the because I wanted to make sure that I at least knew what was going on for tonight. I did the when I got home from work, I had it up on New Japan World and was doing like the you know the time bar scroll through and just going back to anything that I thought was really cool. And and the fact that like one second later I see Yano walking to the ring, I scroll and he's raising his hand, but he still has his robe and every and his sash on. And I'm like, this yep. I'm like, this guy is in the final four uh, without even getting in the ring. That's awesome. Now, uh, since you watched the the rumble like that, Kevin, your boy Gabriel Gabriel Kidd had a he was there. (sighs) See, this I thought I saw him, but again, I was just kind of going through. And I wasn't hundred percent sure that he was even there. He lost. He did. He was, uh, he was, the rumble is fun. It's really nothing that is must see that they do. Um, usually in the past when, uh, people could travel, they bring in a lot of surprises. Uh, you see Billy Gunn there. You've seen Michael Elgin. Um, but in this yeah. instance, there was, it was pretty much who's in Japan well, it wasn't like Rocky Romero like the biggest surprise. Yeah, I guess so. They, Kevin <laughs> Kelly kept Kev, Kevin Kelly kept going like on commentary. Yeah. Where's Rocky? Where's Rocky? And it was like you're just giving it away, Kevin. We know he's going to be in I the rumble. Thought, I, I thought that, but I was still pretty, pretty pumped when it happened. Can I? One thing I don't like is how the pre-show. Why can't they use the ramp? I don't and know. Why, why don't they use the aisle? Like, why do they have to come in? Th- out the dugout and walk on like the tarp. I don't like that. Yeah, that's a fair question, Kev. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. I really haven't the slightest idea. Maybe because it's the pre-show. And also, may I guess, but like, and also like the music starts like an hour before they come out. Yeah, the music does last quite a long time, and I noticed because I watched the uh, I watched the um, the Rambo was what they were calling it on replay. They edited out somebody's entrance music. Yes. I don't know if yep. you caught that. Like what? What? What was the deal with that? What did they use that got that got cut? Do you know? There, there are certain guys who have music that they don't have the rights to, so it can be played in the arena, but it can't be um, streamed. Gotcha. But did they play the music that's playing in the arena when they first air it, or no? They, they dub it? No, it just it can't. Wow. So it. So I was watching live. It came right up. The music has been altered due to copyright reasons or whatever. It says it on the screen. Wow. They're, they're, they're real weird with shit like that. You want to know why the stardom matches aren't 
going to be shown on New Japan World? Same reason. A different TV company owns Stardom. Why? Oh. And they won't. They won't give New Japan the rights to show their matches. So those matches aren't going to be watchable during the live show? Is that the, you you can't watch them on New Japan World now if they put them up later or if you have to go to Stardom to watch them is a completely different story. That's really weird. Then why would they even want to have them on the show then if they've if it's got that kind of like tie up? For the the live crowd. It was the same last year when they had that that match. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And I feel like I feel like the Japanese audience is way more into women's wrestling than we are. And I'm and, and that, in terms of I think I, is that fair in terms of like at least the three of us, not I the think, American audience. I think Jap the. And I love me some good women's wrestling here in the states. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're way into it. Yeah. The fact that a, the fact that a stardom exists is proof of that. I think. Yeah, I'd say they're way into it in a. In a less creepier way. Oh, of course, that's a sport for them, a hundred percent. Yeah, but it's the not. The the your, the people that go see women's wrestling in Japan are all middle aged men who are like very nice, very friendly, borderline. You know, if it was America, they'd be fucking creepy stalkers and they'd be breaking into all their houses, a la you know Sonya Deville. And, and but you couldn't get away with that here, and, and you not get away with it. But you couldn't have an all women's regularly run promotion don't get me wrong there's some in the indies that that do okay but like wwe is having a hard time stringing together revolution pay-per-views and they're the biggest company in the world so the fact that that exists there is a testament to how the fans in that country treat women's wrestling i think yeah well i think wrestling uh, wrestling in general over there they treat it i mean if you so here's a perfect point right people weren't familiar with the the guidelines that were set in Japan for live events like this. So it was so quiet. It was quieter than usual because everyone in attendance had to wear a mask and you weren't allowed to yell. So all the cheering had to be done by clapping or thunder sticks. And the reason was because if you take your mask off to yell and you're around other people inside and everyone's yelling, everyone you're going to spread the COVID. So, the Japanese wrestling fans want to go to, to live shows, so yeah. they abide by the rules. If you try to do that in America, people would lose their fucking minds. That's why we're not oh, allowed God. to have nice things, because it's because it, we don't want to because people think it, it uh, affects their rights as Americans to not spread this fucking awful deadly disease that continues to kill people. Yeah, it's you can't even get like American fans to like not not only like not wear a mask, but like you can't get them to like not fight at a sporting event that you are allowed into. Right. (laughs) Over (laughs) something you have zero outcome. You know, you, you do not affect the outcome of the fucking dolphins getting shellacked by the bills, but you're still going to start a fight with a bills fan for what reason is beyond me. Did that happen for whom? Did did, did the bills and Patriots uh, bills and and the fucking dolphins got their dicks fucking kicked in. Oh, I know that, but was there a fight? Oh, no, I don't know. I was just using that as an example. Uh, okay, yeah, no, I got you, because there were definitely fights in the beginning of the season. I think it was actually the Eagles. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. They ruined yeah. everything. Dumb question. Weren't we all just worried like two days ago that this uh, Wrestle Kingdom might not happen with the crowd at all? So the um, the government, they the, 
the government isn't going to decide until January 18th, I think is what I saw. What what was the issue? They're the the spike so their spike in COVID, I think uh the highest they had hit was thirteen hundred in a day. For the whole country or like just like Tokyo or I, I did not do any research on this, so I don't want to misspeak. Um it might be for just the city of Tokyo. I really don't know. But their yeah. concerns were they wanted the, it was starting to spike. Um so there was talk of the them the government declaring a state of emergency uh and shutting everything down. And I think they asked for a for a stay till the 18th to see what happened. I could be wrong. I'd have to look all this up. Um I think Scotch Drinkmore uh put something in in the uh the Discord. Uh he was kind of more up on it yesterday. But I was uh, in between watching football, taking down Christmas, and taking a four-hour nap in the middle of the afternoon so I could watch Wrestle Kingdom. But yes, there was there was concerns that it may have been canceled, but it was not. And none of the shows were. Uh, I think uh, TITJPW, some all-women's uh, show ran. Pro Wrestling Noah ran yesterday. So everyone was okay. That's good. Awesome. Do we want to now look Brody King's calling in in eight minutes. Do we want to go through this really fast and then double back after we talk to Brody or. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the only thing I want to go through is because we, we tend to not go through this with the picks, but I just like to uh, go through for everybody. So they know exactly where we all like agreed and where we all uh, ventured from our points. Now Matt said before, uh, we went through everything that he did go undefeated. He picked all six matches correctly. The ones that we all had correct across the board. Uh, we all took uh, Takahashi over El Phantasmo. Uh, we all had the Gorillas of Destiny win the tag belts from uh, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. We all had Kenta successfully defending his right to challenge for the uh, U.S. championship uh, against Kojima. And we all picked Kota Ibushi to be Naito for the, uh, for the double championship. Uh, where we separated, Matt was the only person that took uh, Tanahasho. Kevin and I both took the great Okan. And uh, Matt and I both took Okada, and Kevin took Will Ospreay. So that's where we were. Matt went 6-0. and I went 5-1. and Kevin went 4-2. and Great showing by all three of us, but with not too many shows left, it's kind of getting close. It is. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. How many How many shows do we have left aside from picking tomorrow uh, tonight's show? Do we have tonight? Uh, we have to decide on the MLW show on Wednesday if we want to pick that. Uh, and then the Impact's uh, Hard to Kill. Impact Hard to Kill might be the last show of the year. <laughs> so what are the what are the standings right now? Do uh, we have those? Tony is in first place at 164 and 88. Yeah! I sit in second place at 163 and 89. I am one game behind t uh, last year's defending and reigning champion Kevin is at 159 and 93. He is five games behind Tony, four games behind me. I quit. I'm gonna pull. A, I'm gonna pull an Eagles and put in the third string quarterback. I'm gonna have my two year old niece make the picks from now on. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Listen, four and two is nothing to sneeze at. Those matches were tough. I didn't get them all right. In a six match card. Come on, you gotta. You gotta. Got to be better than that. Still a passing grade. You wouldn't have flunked. And look, it wasn't like these were um, 
these weren't gimmies, you know. Okada Osprey could have gone either way. It's it's, and we can talk about it when we when we make our night two picks. It's what's what's the direction they're going to go with these guys now. Uh, Great Okan had a huge huge match on the biggest show of the year against arguably one of the biggest stars in uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he had a great showing. Um, so oh, where where do they go with that? Okada Osprey. I mean, you could have taken either of them. So it's, there's a lot, and we'll unpack it all after we talk to our guest. And I believe he's in the queue, Mister T Donk. He should be joining us right now. I just I just joined him into the meeting. There he is, Mister Brody happening? King. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I like the New Japan jacket. We're talking New Japan Wrestle Kingdom one. Now uh, you're the on the West Coast, correct? Yes, sir. So you got uh, it was a little easier for you to watch last night. Uh, yeah, a little bit easier. I got until the Tana uh, Great Ocon match, and then I fell asleep. But then I watched the rest this morning. Okay, yeah, because I did East Coast, so I was up till seven this morning. Jesus. Yeah, I fought the good. I'm not. I'm not looking so great. I'm not feeling so great right now. <laughs> I got about four hours of sleep. My wife was like, "It's eleven o'clock. Get out of bed, you lazy shit." And I was like. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you know what I was doing last night. She's like, just get up. I do it all the time. So I've been, I got, I got, I got two babies right now. I got a four month old and almost a two year old. So I didn't have the choice of uh, watching all night and not sleeping. Oh, God bless. Good for you. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Um, Ring of honor, superstar, highly shafted at final battle. I'm very upset about this. Yeah. Well, we'll see what uh, comes of that. I got some plans in mind though. I would hope so. Um, we know Villain Enterprises is no more, but your friendship with, with the Mercenary and PCO, if you had to reform the faction to take on FIJ, um, is that something that you are open to doing? Uh, you know, I, I wasn't really happy with uh, where Flip was going. Um, I don't really know, understand where his uh, his mindset is right now. It seems like he's kind of all over the place and he'll kind of go wherever, you know, the dollar takes him instead of friendship. But Definitely, you know, there's no hard feelings with uh, Mr. PCO. He will always be one of my boys and, and someone I can always count on. So I, I don't think that that um, bridge is burned at all. That's a plus because you guys were highly successful as a tag team. Crockett Cup winners in 2019. Uh, and I'm sure you spent a lot of time with him. Is he as crazy and wild as uh, as it comes across on TV? Because I know during the pandemic, he ran like a 50-mile like thing in Canada just for yep. like because he wanted to. Yeah, he, uh, he, it's funny because like I hadn't talked to him for like probably a month or so. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to check in with, with PCO and see how he's doing. So I said, hey, hey, Carl, how you doing? Like, I hope everything's well, you know. And he texts me back. He's like, yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for, thanks for checking in. Hope the kids are good. And then like that night, he just starts posting videos of him running. And I, I was like, wait, what are you doing? He's like, I'm running 50 miles or it was 80, 80 something kilometers in Canada to the, uh, olympic stadium or whatever it is and i was like why he goes i i just wanted to i was like okay he's got like his loafers on and like he doesn't have like actual running shoes he doesn't have like running gear it's freezing fucking cold there and he's just he's just doing it because he wanted to but that's just kind of how he is like he, he never doubts himself when it comes to stuff like that for better or worse i mean like there's been cases uh, I, i'm sure you guys have probably seen my match with him at bola in uh 2018 
where he infamously tried to do a moonsault to me on the outside and ended up eating it on the ropes. But uh, he was 100% convinced that he could do that. And he he convinced me that, that it was okay. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just who he is. But, yeah, he's the man. Uh, he's unbelievable. Watching him every time he takes that that bump on the outside of the ring oh. uh i i, I just, it's looks i don't know it's just cra- i to see Pete like i grew up watching him and now he's still he's even crazier than he was before and he's taking these crazy bumps unbelievable you guys uh against the briscoes at that uh was the anniversary show was yeah. unbelievable it was unbelievable yeah, I felt like that was like our our true introduction to who we were and like what we were planning on doing in Ring of Honor. Uh, the Briscoes are, in my opinion, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, and to have that type of match with them in that setting and also to come out on top with the titles was unbelievable. That's fun. He's like he's like the the twenty twenty version of Forrest Gump. What are you doing? I just felt like running. Dude, it's it is crazy. Like someone asked him the other day, they're like, they're like, Carl, uh, what, what do you think the secret to like you not just being broken down is? And he's just like, well, I don't believe in physical therapy. I don't believe in chiropractors. I don't believe in it's like all these like things that like he's like I've never gotten a massage. It's like all these things that people do that think that it's like restoring their body. He's like against. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, I can't argue with him. Like the one time he took that bump on the apron and it was on a ring where the padding was like a little short. So he actually just hit metal and wood. And afterwards he was walking bad. Like I thought he messed his back up. He was walking like he was a hundred years old. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Like, this is the end of it. The <laughs> next morning he's like down at the breakfast area, just hanging out. Like everything was fine. He had to get help to his room the night before. But he, yeah, the man doesn't feel pain. He's truly not human, and uh, I love him to death. Uh, he's um, you, um, you guys were awesome as a tag team. He's fantastic to watch. Uh, and no disrespect to you, but him and him and Chicken as a tag team, it might. I mean, I know it was a one-time thing, but that that literally might be the craziest tag team ever. Yeah, I almost hope it's not a one-time thing. You know, I, I know there's some tension between Mark and Jay right now, so. We'll see how that all pans out. I would definitely like to uh, see uh, Mark and PCO get maybe a title run. I think that that would be insane. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. I watched them do their promo where Mark said that they're the, the two craziest people to ever be in Ring of Honor. And afterwards, I had to pull his card a little bit. I was like, Chicken, you think you're crazier than Necro Butcher? He goes, all right. <laughs> maybe maybe it's necro butcher and then me and pco but there's no one crazier i was like okay I'll, I'll agree with you there no absolutely um you talk about feeling no pain you are infamous for wrestling many months with a broken jaw um <laughs> I, I i can't even begin to imagine uh first i appreciate your passion for the wrestling business and the fact that um, you know, you didn't lose your smile and go away, but you just kind of toughed it out. Uh, what was the hardest part of that? Eating. Uh, so I, so I broke my jaw December, I think it was December 20th. It was like right before Christmas, a couple days before Christmas. Um, 
I had just signed my contract with Ring of Honor. I just debuted at Ring of Honor. And I was finishing up my indie dates. And I was, had a match with Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas kind of did like this spinning kick, caught me right in the mouth, and uh, broke my tooth and had a hairline fracture under the tooth in my jaw. And then when they pulled the tooth, it completely broke my jaw. Uh, I had emergency jaw surgery the next day, metal plate in my mouth, missing two teeth. Uh, and yeah, mouth wired shut for eight weeks. And so <laughs> I'm like, I, I was still AAW champion at the time. Uh, I had a match with Darby Allen in a no ring like match. And this is supposed to be like my send off from the Indies. And I was like, well, I have to fulfill my obligations. The doctor's sitting there and he goes, you can absolutely not get hit in the face for at least six months. Do not wrestle. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, Danny Daniels, I'll be there on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I had Christmas. My wife blended up a prime rib for me. Uh, I drank everything through a straw. Um, when I was on the road, it was just me drinking muscle milk. I was very irritable and angry most of the time. Uh, I lost 35 pounds just from drinking, but that, that weight came back quick once you started eating food again. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it, it was, it was a weird time because like, I, I felt like this was my break and like, I couldn't do anything to like hinder that. So I told, I told, uh, the booker and the, and you know, my bosses at ring of honor, like, I'll be there. I'm going to do my job. And they were like, you are insane. And since then, I, you know, I've wrestled with my jaw wire shut. I've wrestled with a broken hand. Uh, I tore my ACL and I wrestled for about a month with, before I knew that it was like fully torn. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, pain is just like, it, you could, it's just something I feel like I can get through. If Unless my like leg is just not moving, I'm going to try to get through it. Right. So with all the, all the tattoos, they don't, the, the pain doesn't, nothing, right? Oh, I fucking hate tattoos. Dude, uh, I hate getting them more than anything. They hurt so bad. And every time I'm getting one, I'm like questioning myself on why I'm doing this. And like my whole body is almost tattooed at this yeah. point. So hopefully at some point I'll just be done, done. And I don't have to get any more. That's a step. My tattoo artist is covered and he hates he doesn't like I've fallen asleep on the table and he's like, how? And I'm like, I don't know. You're just doing this. I just I'm like, you're covered in them. He's like, I hate them. I hate them. They hurt I, like a I son of a bitch. You. The only ones that don't really hurt are like have been like my arms. And like other than that, everything sucks. That's fat because you are literally your whole chest is covered. Yep. Um, I mean, oh, among my, everything, you have a very yeah, unique my look. chest, my back, my ribs, everything. What was the worst place for you? so it i mean right now i'm in the middle of like a gigantic cover-up on my front obviously but uh i think my back was the worst but then again i I got my my ribs tattooed when i was like 20 and i thought that that was really really bad uh so it's hard to tell that you know there's like a 13 year difference between the two right everything on the torso sucks though (laughs) kevin you had a question yeah sure uh switching gears to uh to final battle um what was the atmosphere like going into that show uh amongst the locker room and what were your expectations of the show uh leading up to a match that a lot of people thought you were going to win so um talk about your expectations of that of that show and the atmosphere what it was like going into 
I think it was like the first pay-per-view since, since the restart, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. so, uh, so what was that like for you and the, and the atmosphere of Ring of Honor? Um, you know, it was kind of intimidating, honestly. Like I felt like the pure title tournament was a huge turning point for Ring of Honor. It was a good restart for us. It was that everyone was kind of able to kind of get on the same page and be like, where are we going? What do we want to do? And to be kind of like, you know, one of the figureheads of the pay-per-view of like, where is Ring of Honor now and where are they going was intimidating, but it was also cool because I feel like I, I thrive well under pressure. And this was my opportunity to be like, this is the product that I want to represent. And this is how I want to represent it. And I think we did that well. I, th- I thought that, you know, in a obviously a biased opinion, I thought that the pay-per-view from start to finish was done very well. No, absolutely. The pay-per-view was a home run. Um, you guys are so – the whole roster is talented. And even before when, when 2020 kicked off, the restart with Free Enterprise and the direction you guys were going and the working with the NWA and – the way you guys were showcasing the Alex Zanes and yourself and um, the, you know, Flamito and Bandito, like such an amazing, amazing talent. And then when the restart happens and you switch to this pure title tournament, um, everyone just shined you and Shane Taylor. Holy moly. What a, like the prospect of final battle after watching him beat Jay Briscoe and me thinking like Brody King's going to walk out the champion. And these two are going to have Haas battles for months was so exciting for me. Um, which is why I'm so vitriol towards, uh, Roosh and his, his cronies, his goons. Uh, don't shake your head. I'm agreeing with you. It was his own family. (laughs) They're still goon. They're all goons. It was three against one. Oh yeah. I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I literally had, I had it done and, you know, it might've been a miscue on my end. Uh, you know, I put Shane Taylor down with the, with the burning lariat. Maybe I should have just ended it there, but I felt like I need that final stamp on the match with the Gonzo bomb. And that might've been my downfall. I don't know, it, but it, it was definitely, you know, disappointing. Like I felt like I was going into that match for war and i felt like that's what i gave him and it took his entire family to take me down unbelievable bunch of son of a bitches so what does the future now hold are you you're not done with fij um obviously there's revenge there but uh is there anyone in in ring of honor that you have your sights set on i mean right now my my sights are pretty dead on Roosh at the moment still uh you know I gotta kind of fall back and I gotta recalculate where I I have to approach that because obviously he has the numbers and he has the power essentially with that belt so I have to figure I have to calculate where my next moves are going to be with that um I also I think that you know as as much as I like what the pure title has done for the perception of ring of honor right now. I think that there's a little bit of uh, hypocrisy with that title and with the pure division. Um, You know, Jonathan Gresham is always talking about how pure rules made ring of honor. And, and that was what everything was based around, but I disagree. 
because Ring of Honor was built on guys like Homicide and Necro Butcher and Loki and like these guys that were very violent and very aggressive and not just because they, you know, shook hands at the beginning and after the match. Like it doesn't have all to do with hold for hold or who can do the best tie you up into pretzel moves. Like Homicide won matches by suffocating people with a bag or, you know, (laughs) pouring bleach over someone's face. Like that's, what made ring of honor interesting was the styles, all of the styles melding together. So the fact that uh, the foundation wants to quote unquote, purify ring of honor with their style of wrestling, I think is hypocritical. Yeah. And it's almost like the whole pure concept, bringing, bringing that back is almost kind of like taking over the identity of, of ring of honor to an extent. And I'm not, I'm not discounting anything else, but all you hear about, because they're, like there were pure tag matches or like on, on final battle, there's a pure tag match, which we hadn't seen before. So it's, it's like, it's like, this is, is trying to, is this ring of honor trying to, to, to bring back that, like, like, this is what we were, even though you just said that that's clearly not, wasn't always the case. Yeah. Uh, and that's where like, I'm kind of confused too. So we're, we're going to have to just see how it plays out, but I could tell you what, like if they're, mm-hmm. If they want to step in my way and tell me that my way of wrestling is not honorable or not the Ring of Honor way, then you know they can get the fuck out of my way, or I'm going to go through them. That's what I like to hear. We're talking with Brody King at Brody X King on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he's also got a Twitch channel, Twitch TV backslash Brody X King. Uh, make sure you're following him, checking him out. He's cooking steak. He's eating like a caveman. Uh, you don't look like a badass uh, hoss. If you're not living like a badass hoss, you mentioned homicide and because of the pandemic, we didn't get to see the dream match at the um, past first present show, but how, ex- how excited were you for the opportunity? And then of course, uh, if you watch the latest episode of ring of honor TV, they kind of broke down the, the, the days uh, as the pandemic unfolded and people were flying into Vegas and they went through all that stuff. It's an excellent episode. Uh, if you have honor club, uh, to check it out or go to ring of honor rohwrestling.com but you were supposed to wrestle homicide that weekend yeah i mean that was very disappointing when that didn't happen obviously for for good reason it didn't happen but i was disappointed um you know homicide is in my opinion one of the most underrated wrestlers in roh history he he didn't have the size he didn't have the height but like what he didn't have he made up for in everything else like he was not afraid to stand toe-to-toe with the biggest guys and smack them right in the face and tell them that you know that he was coming for him and i think everyone was intimidated of him because of that uh you know he's just this like crazy pissed off puerto rican from new york that's gonna fuck you up and that's just the way it's gonna be uh i didn't get to spend a lot of time with homicide i've, I've hung around him a bit since uh meeting him but i when I started to kind of break in on the Indies, uh, one person that really took me under their wing was Eddie Kingston and Eddie, like, you know, his mentor is homicide. So it's kind of like, you know, three to get whatever the three degrees of separation or whatever it's called. Uh, I felt like, you know, I, I had to adhere to homicides teachings that he passed on to Eddie. So it, it, that match meant a lot to me in that sense was that the person that kind of like helped me out, helped him out. And this was my opportunity to kind of show him that I wanted to carry that torch further. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully we get to see uh, somewhere down the road, 
you and homicide because that would be awesome um the pandemic unfortunate situation uh did it give you time to recharge your batteries and then heal up because you mentioned all those uh, previous injuries before and then the roh bubble everybody has raved about it um just to talk to about the way the ring of honor is handling this and the the measures they're going to protect uh you and all of your peers yeah man uh i honestly i don't have a bad word to ever say about ring of honor especially now um for the first six months of the pandemic they uh took care of us better than i could have ever expected you know that you heard of companies making their guys come to work and possibly contracting COVID or you heard of guys getting less pay because, you know, obviously the crowds weren't there and they couldn't uh, fulfill contracts the way that they wanted to, but ring of honor, they just, they just kept paying you as they would have regularly. And they didn't ask much of us. They checked in with us every few weeks with like a a group meeting. Um, And yeah, now that we have the, the tapings going um, they have us, in a bubble for a week to make sure that nobody's contracted. They test us multiple times. So, you know, as a family man and as someone that wants to get through this as quickly as possible, I am very grateful for ring of honor and the the steps that they take for our safety and and health. Uh, Yeah. You, you echo a lot of the uh, stuff. A lot of the other ring of honor guys say uh, they've hit a home run and they've really been a, a shining light during these dark times, especially taking care of, uh, their employees. So it's, it's nice to see, uh, during all this pandemic stuff, you wear many hats, Mr. King. You're not just a professional wrestler. Uh, I am a metalhead, Um, and we have a lot of fans who are listening who are big God's hates fans, God's hate fans. I can't speak. So it's not, <laughs> it's been going on for nine years, probably longer, but, um, <laughs> Talk about the correlation of, of being in a, a, a hardcore band, metal band, and professional wrestling. Because it seems like uh, they go hand in hand. There's you, there's uh, Andy from Every Time I Die. Obviously, Jericho's and Fozzie, they're not as heavy as you guys, but they play awesome music. Um, how does that work? It seems like those are like two perfect worlds where you could just kind of go bounce back and forth. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the dynamic between the two is very similar. Uh, you know, more of an aggressive uh atmosphere and especially when you come from hardcore and punk rock like that diy sense really helps you when starting in something like professional wrestling um i feel like when i started wrestling the physicality was like the easiest thing for me because of stuff like being in a pit at at a hardcore show it's like you're about to get punched in the face and it's like okay so now I'm going to get punched in the face with the guy. I'm going to know about it beforehand. Like, okay, we're, I'm good with that. Like hit me as hard as you want. That's fine. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it is really cool to, and especially in modern times, it is really cool to see the representation of like punk and hardcore music in professional wrestling. People, like you said, like Andy Williams is one of my best friends in the world. Guys like Darby Allen. Um, Matt Cross was always one of those guys that came from hardcore music. Uh, Ray Rowe. I know Eric, Eric, What's his name? In he's, a, he's a Viking Raider. No. Yeah. Yeah. One of, the one of them. <laughs> uh, people like Ruby Riot. I think it's really cool to see the representation across the board of people that really, truly came from that scene. And it's not just a gimmick. So we have a couple fan questions. 
Uh, just one. Milwaukee Tom is a huge fan. Um, so he says he was listening to Mass Murder the other day, and he noticed a lot of clips from True Detective uh, in there. He wanted to know if you were a big True Detective fan. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that season one and season three are masterpieces. Season two, I need to revisit. Uh, I know that it's some people either love it or hate it. I don't think I really gave it a fair shake. I, I got a couple of episodes in and I didn't really didn't click with me like the other seasons did. But I love True Detective. Yes. Uh, he also wants to know, and listening to God's Hate, hearing a huge Paul Bearer and Sheer Terror vibe, uh, would you count them as your influences? Uh, so I, I love Sheer Terror, and I think Paul Bearer has one of the most unique voices in hardcore music. So it is definitely an influence, and it is a compliment whenever I get that um, connection. He also wants to know if you've ever played with the Sheer Terror, and if so, isn't Scott Vogel uh, the coolest, funniest motherfucker ever? uh we have not played with sheer terror uh scott vogel is a good friend of mine and he is an absolute psychopath yes matt i have a i have a question from the uh from the facebook um i so you gotta forgive me i'm not familiar with the hardcore uh uh music (laughs) so uh uh, anthony russinello who's a good friend who does another uh a podcast with matt on wednesday nights he says god's hate and eat it tour Eaten. Eaten. Every time I die, that's that's Andy Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what they go by. Yeah, Eaten. Uh so- that's like their their fans are called Eat Idiots. Uh but yeah, I mean I don't ever see myself being in a, a touring band again. Uh you know, God Tate will obviously do weekends or one offs or whatever, but I'm sure that there would be an, an every time I die God's hate show on the horizon. And a follow-up from Anthony, he wants to know um, who, like, I guess your your more broader or who your musical influences are and your favorite bands. I don't know if we just covered that or not, but who are your influences and favorite bands overall? Uh, my favorite bands and influences in hardcore are definitely uh, Terror, who Scott Vogel is the lead singer of, um, Hatebreed, Marauder, uh, a lot of New York hardcore, a lot of upstate New York hardcore bands. Um but yeah, that, that's pretty much, those are like my top three, I guess. Nice. A lot of interaction here in the, uh, in the old social media world for you. A lot of people excited to, to, to pick your brain. Um, well, I appreciate it. Well, you appreciate me, your time. Sorry, Kev, go ahead. No, it's okay. I, I want to ask this and I want to, I don't want to bring the mood down, but I feel like if I don't do it now, I probably won't get a chance to. Um, obviously like the biggest story in wrestling probably for the, for this year and probably for the next God knows how many years, it was the recent passing of, of Brody Lee. Um, so I, I just want to get your take on that and, and what he meant. Uh, if, if, if there was any sort of correlation between yourself and, and him, did you ever get a chance to meet him? Are you a fan of his? Uh, what, what's your take on, on Brody Lee's untimely passing, obviously? I mean, I, I think it's one of the most tragic things to happen in wrestling in quite some time. I mean, obviously the passing of, Shad Gaspard and like uh, Hana Kimura was very sad, but like, I feel like those things were very sudden and like, this was something that like, you know, uh, Shad, he kind of passed away saving his son or doing yeah. something heroic. Like I felt like him finding out that he had some kind of condition with his lungs and then like it progressing rapidly, like having to see a family member or, or someone that's that well-respected in 
any community pass like that is is really hard and i never got to meet him personally i didn't know him i only knew him through many of my friends that knew him uh one of my good friends ryan nemeth uh is a is my personal trainer and he was really good friends with with brody and like he would always text him back and forth and like we kind of had like jokes between ryan so it was like it was strange that way but I never got to meet him. When I started wrestling, I started watching a lot of old Chikara stuff. And that's when I really got to see, like, he was a guy that I wanted to kind of, I wouldn't say emulate, but I took a lot of inspiration from as a wrestler, as a big man that could move. Like, he was the guy. And I owe a lot of, to him as, to for like, for shining a light on a young big man wrestler and where I, what I can do with that. Um, you know, at, at the beginning of the year there, when he got released from WWE, there was, you know, obviously people talking about like their dream match was me and Brody Lee. And like, that was obviously one of my dream matches. And at one point that was like kind of on the table for something, but it didn't end up working out. And that I, I'll always wish that that match happened, but you know, to, to everyone that he's, influenced or had a connection with i think that is so apparent with you know his passing and how overwhelming the response was so for me myself my name comes from bruiser brody but also like you know it being brody lee's name was also a bonus so that's kind of my homage to him and you, you mentioned the a dream match uh, would would be you versed him what like when when wrestlers have like their dream match scenario is it more working like against or is it teaming with like what's the wrestler's mentality do you want to you want to wrestle the person you really want to like be with or do you want to tag team with them i mean honestly in any capacity it doesn't really matter to me because it, it would just mean a lot to me to, to know what like their thoughts on putting a match together are or like what they're thinking about going into it or what our dynamic would be together, like with or against, it doesn't really matter to me. So, so with, with, um, with wrestle kingdom last night and your involvement in the LA dojo, uh, being a huge part of new Japan strong, uh, also getting shafted by fucking Kenta and his nasty bullet club garbage. I'll tell you what, Mr. King, you have a King switch shirt on. What, what are you talking about? Fair enough. Oh, fair is, enough. He is such a, uh, he loves Jay white. I can't stand Jay. I white. do, but you know what? I'm, I'm also, um, a realist. I know who's walking out double champion tonight. Of course. They screwed him last year. It's the least they could do. It's the best redemption story. New Japan is wonderful at telling these redemption stories. He's 0-3 against Coda. uh, Coda's 0-3 against Jay White this year. He had to redeem himself for last year's Wrestle Kingdom double loss. Abushi's walking out, double champion. But, uh, and and, and the, the, yes, I know, I'm wearing a King sweatshirt. I'm a big Jay White mark. Um, Brody King shirt, brand new at ROHwrestling.com. You can grab yours, head over there now. And, of course, Pro Wrestling Tees has their huge New Year's sale, so uh, you can get some Brody King swag over there. Um, <laughs> I'm, you, you, I'm dreading um, – not dreading. Dreading is a terrible word. I'm not really – the evil, evil in the Bullet Club, it's like fucking outside interference extravaganza. Like, what Kenta does – 
is super annoying with the briefcase and the outside interference. But evil it's and Dick, yeah, no, you got, bro, you got a bad beat this year between Kenta and Roosh in the same day. <laughs> Remarkable too, how you did that. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm very good at time traveling and you know parallel <laughs> universes. My head was throbbing at the end of the night because of that. See, I would blame it on all the the cheap shots that got taken on you. Yeah. Not the time travel. You look like an experienced time traveler. <laughs> but I'm fucking evil in Sonata. I'm sure it's going to be dick to go everywhere tonight. And then fucking Jay White tonight. You just dick to go? Yeah, dick to go. Who doesn't <laughs> love dick to go everywhere? Exactly. It's a big hit. All the ladies love it. Um, and dick then... Togo is, is one of the, I feel like, a lot of people do not know his wrestling because they, he's only, they probably only know him from coming in with evil and he is such an incredible wrestler or was, I hope that he gets to kind of showcase that again. Oh, that'd be wonderful. That'd be amazing. He was on the first ever ECW pay-per-view. Yep. <laughs> he did PWG. That's amazing. Tick yeah. dick to go. <laughs> <laughs> but then fucking Jado and Gato and everyone else is going to be involved tonight. I'm not, it's going to be, it's going to, listen, the Bullet Club, they walk around like the shit doesn't stink. They walk around like they are on top of the mountain, but you know what? Maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. I obviously, I obviously thought that I was going to, you know, win a title without having to deal with Roosh's family, which I was wrong, but maybe this is just the new game that you have to play is you have to have you know, some friends in your own corner, but you know, as a man that I've always been raised, if you got a problem with someone, it's a one-on-one. You don't have to have a bunch of people jumping in, but you know what? Maybe that's just the game they play. Well, you girls of destiny. They, they win world tag league. Uh, maybe not the most honorable way, but they won. And then now they're champions. So, what they, they, did, they did not win in a very honorable way last night either. Yeah, well, now let me what do I let's let's talk. Tai Chi. First of all, he's got a voice like an angel. Shut up! All, all right, <laughs> and nonsense. And you know what? Plugged in. It's a wireless microphone. They're very technology savvy over there in Tokyo. And if he takes his pants off earlier, I still think they're the tag team champions. What if what if one day he just forgets his undertrunks and he just got like a thong on and he just whips those things off and he's just like, uh oh. I mean, you gotta evolve the character, right? <laughs> uh, what is the character? Just a weird singer fan of the opera kind of pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he's got the iron glove. Yeah, that came back to bite him last night, didn't it? Tai Chi's a weirdo. Sure is. Well, he's fucking Sing running up. around with fucking Doki. What do you expect? Sing Doki Choki is maybe one of my favorite <laughs> things ever. Uh, Gino Gambino is uh, he's a genius for coming up with Doki Choki. <laughs> <laughs> the whole squad over there, Kevin and Chris and Rocky and Gino, it's one of the, I mean, with outside of, and I think Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman are the best commentary. They um, I know no one's in the arenas, but man, they do not let that affect them, and they, they, they fill the void. Oh, yeah. do they? And they're so good together. Yeah, and I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. You know, you... I think 
Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. I King. think Kevin is I think Kevin is the best in the game. And that's no discredit to Ian Riccoboni because I think he is number two. And he Ian learned from Kevin. So there there you go. Uh, and they do both fantastic job. And you know who was really and I'm sure you're not gonna like this, because it seems like nobody likes him in the Ring of Honor. But Brian Johnson was hysterical last week when he sat in on commentary for the ten man tag match. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson. Yep, he's always got something to say, doesn't he? But he never, he never really, uh, he never puts up the W, does he? No, he's as we like to say on the podcast, he is a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if let me ask you a question: If COVID didn't happen, were you supposed to be in Japan at this time? Well, unfortunately, I was supposed to be in Japan last year at World Tag League, and I tore my acl um i don't know if i would have made it to wrestle kingdom but i i think that i would have i was supposed to do a couple tours over there um which maybe would have led to wrestle kingdom maybe a battle royal spot i'll take anything at this point <laughs> we had a question earlier so the battle royal right we talked about earlier how come they're not allowed do you know maybe you don't know the answer but how come they're not allowed to walk down the ramp i don't know uh, it's always been like that though right yeah it, yeah I think because, like, well, they don't even really have the lights off during the Battle Royal. So I think maybe they just want to save that as a spectacle for, like, the opening ceremony. Which was awesome having Ricky Choshu come out with his grandson who was just crying the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which you know, might seem messed up. But, like, anyone that has a kid is like, yeah, my kid would probably be doing the same thing. It's yeah. a very scary experience. All right. So you're in the, you're in the ROH bubble. Day's work is done. You get back to the hotel. What are you watching? Are you watching wrestling? And if so, like, what's your go-to wrestling to watch? Is there a certain era or genre or a company that you watch? And then after you're done watching wrestling, what else, what else do you get into? Uh, I play Call of Duty Warzone, like, nonstop. Um, that's, like, my been my addiction all of quarantine since about March. But uh, – when I'm watching wrestling, I watch I modern wrestling. I try to keep up with about everything I watch. I don't watch WWE at all. No, no slide to anyone that does, but it's just not my thing. Um, I watch AEW obviously, cause I have a lot of friends there. Uh, you know, my guys, Eddie Kingston, Butch and the blade Darby, like love seeing those guys succeed. And, uh, I feel like that they're killing it there. Uh, but my favorite type of wrestling to watch that I really enjoy is just New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I try to keep up on mostly everything that they do, um, especially because, you know, with New Japan Strong, a lot of those guys have been popping over here and coming up with ideas for matches when I'm having them over here. Uh, but for match study and to kind of like learn and stuff, I love old Ring of Honor and I love old Noah. Like 2005, Noah is like mind-blowingly good. Nice. You mentioned you you went to Japan, uh, 2019. Did you do any of the weird shit? Like I know you eat like a lot of sirloin and stuff. Did you eat the raw horse and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I ate horse and I ate whale, and I didn't like either one of them. No, and it is. Do they only serve it raw? Uh, I didn't see it cooked anywhere, but th there was like a, a restaurant where they had like whale tuna or whale sushi and it was gross um i did like like the yakitori chicken hearts like those were good um I'm trying to think of like other weird things that i ate there 
when you go to Shabu Shabu, I don't know if you've ever had Shabu Shabu, but it's basically like a giant pot of like hot liquid and like it's like flavored right. and you dip like raw meat and raw vegetables in there and cook it in the broth. That's really good. But then you take it out and you stir it in a raw egg, like just egg yolk, and then you eat it. And that was like really strange at first, but then it tastes amazing. Sounds like one of those things that you would see on that show on like the travel channel, like bizarre foods with uh, Andrew Zimmerman. Yeah. Like, I get, you know, it's just guy. different cultures and different yeah. ways of doing things. Or delicious destinations, which I yeah. in incredibly too much of, by the way. If you've never had Shabu Shabu and, and you for some reason have one around you, I know that they're kind of hard to come by. I would definitely recommend trying it. Yeah, we call in Jersey, we could, they're called hot pots. Okay. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Probably similar. Yeah, they have the big pot in the middle of the table, and then they put, like, yeah. you want a chicken flavor, they drop that in there, and you just yeah. go up to the bar, and you grab all the raw food, and then you dip it in there and cook it and eat it. and Yeah. It's fun, I guess. I'm not really into it, but whatever. I never <laughs> never knew that was a thing. Yeah, there's right one in Parsippany, Kevin, right by the, the Home Depot. Not like well, that matters. Nobody knows where the fuck when, that when is. You, when, you started, when you started talking, you were saying, like, it's called hot. I thought you were going to say it's called Hot Pockets. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, no not, not quite, really. Yeah, we do that, too. It's called a Hot Pocket. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I eat. That's my diet is Hot Pockets and Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's right. Oh. All right. So w- before we let you go, Brody King, and it's at Brody X King, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch TV. Uh, if you're into uh, hardcore metal uh, God's hate. It's godshate.bandcamp.com. They're also on Spotify. Uh, Mass Murder is an excellent album. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you want to like run through a fucking wall, you listen to an Eddie Kingston promo. You watch a Brody King match. Then you put on some God's hate. Then you just I don't know demolish your house. It's a good time. Um, tonight, night two, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, what's the match you're most looking forward to? Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Tagagi. Nice. Um, I think Jeff Cobb walks out with the never, uh, open weight championship two time, never open weight champion. I, I hope so. Um, uh, Jeff's my boy. I know he's like on a weird track right now with the empire, but, uh, maybe that'll give him that, that little vicious edge that he needs because Shingo is going to bring it. And I, and I hope that Jeff also brings it. It's going to be two sore guys at the end of that match. I bet. I can only imagine. Uh, in the four-way for the King of Pro Wrestling, it's got to be Yano, right? He's the best. <laughs> so it's it's <laughs> it's uh, Chase, Fale, Yano, and... Bushi. Bushi? Bushi, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I feel like Bushi is going to come out with it. I don't know why. Uh, right. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Fale. But, yeah, Yano is, the I feel like, the uh, underdog in that one. He's the I'm freshest. Like, he didn't even step in the ring last night. I know. He, was, he didn't even put his trophy down. He like was still carrying everything. I'm, I'm writing these down. I'm, I'm using your picks as my picks. Oh, here we go. What? Kevin needs all the help he can get. He's last in picks. Uh, What's uh, Is Yano like that backstage, like a super awesome character? Because he's so uh, much fun. I haven't really gotten to have much interaction with Yano. I mean, he's been always very kind whenever I've, I've met him, but I've never really had much one-on-one time with him when you wrestle the japanese gentleman um does there is is it is there a language barrier is it like pro wrestling is is a universal language yeah pro wrestling is definitely the language um 
sometimes, you know, they, they won't understand you or you won't understand them. And you just kind of have to kind of, you know, either show them with motioning what it is or like just trying it, but it's usually pretty simple. And it's crazy because like, you know, you think of these guys that don't speak the same language as having these like unbelievable matches and then you come to the United States where two guys that speak the same language will have a dog shit match. <laughs> and you're like, what's going on here? Uh, and obviously you mentioned my uh, King Switch shirt. So I'm assuming you're in the same boat with all of us. This is Ibushi's night. Uh, I, I believe it is Ibushi's night. Um, I would say that even if he was the underdog because fuck Bullet Club. Wow. Yes. Not even fuck FIJ. Fuck Bullet Club. I mean, fuck, Listen, fuck I, them all. I, I, yeah, fuck, fuck them all. Wait. There you go. You they, know what? They, they, they did me dirty so many times. Now, if you were doing list people uh, from the King family, you going like Jimmy the King? Yes, yes, Jimmy the King. You gonna, Jimmy the King. Uh, who else? Who else is a King? I guess Kenny King, but he's in FIJ. FIJ so so be a good fuck turn. him. Jerry the King? Uh, yeah, Jerry the King. You know, know I don't. I don't like your team of king. They're all old. They're old guys. We got to get you some younger kings. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is working out for me. <laughs> how about okay? How about how about the fucking king, Nick Gage? All right, there. Then you do not need anybody else. <laughs> you and Nick Gage as a tag team that would be uh, awesome. One hundred percent awesome. I think I think Nick Gage and Ring of Honor would be pretty head turning if you if I don't mind myself. I think uh, Ring of Honor needs to do that. We'll see. Awesome. That, that would be unbelievable. Uh, Brody, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Again, at Brody X King on Twitter, Instagram, uh, twitch.tv backslash Brody X King. Uh, God's Hate is at godshate.bandcamp.com. And again, it's on. Uh, they're on Spotify. That's where I listen to them. I'm sure they're on iTunes or wherever you get your music. Anything you'd like to say before we let you go for the rest of the night? No, thank you guys for having me. Uh, you know, I'm glad that I could be on it, and this was a very fun interview. So thank you. Brody, thank you. It was a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your time. Be safe, uh, and uh, we'll be rooting for you uh, when you uh, decide to, to strike back and destroy FIJ and the Bullet Club. Fuck the Bullet Club, right? I might as well just take this shirt off now. God. Yeah, I hope, you, I hope you burn your T-shirt. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to come back with a vengeance. I love it. Brody King, everybody. Awesome. Brody, thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Right. Enjoy the rest of your night. Later, guys. See ya. Uh, Brody King. Please take, your sh- please take your shirt off. Right now? Yeah. No, oh, man. BC era. <laughs> what was I thinking? I wore you weren't. Blue shirt. You're right. I wasn't thinking. He was awesome. That was fantastic. Yeah, he was cool. Big Brody guy. Tony, you uh, a lot of you a lot to say there, huh? It's fine. The only thing Tony said in that interview is fuck Jay White. I'm very offended by that, by the way. Fuck him, too. I feel like every like third interview we do, Tony's just like, you might as well just be in the Facebook group, like, watching. You know what, Tony? You can have Miko all to yourself next week. Wonderful. Thank you. You guys were, no, but see, that's the thing. That'll be incredible. Because I think Miko and Tony were made for each other. Ooh, what? sexy time. I mean, Tony is going to be on the podcast three times in a month and a half. 
It's incredible. You guys Number are Number one guest. <laughs> That's my list tonight. It's all Miko. <laughs> top five guests named Miko, and they're all him. We're celebrating Miko Maestro's birthday next week. I'm excited. I like the guy. With so. Bean Boozles. We are doing Bean Boozles. Do you want to, uh, what do you guys want to do? You want to talk uh, about this Wrestle Kingdom? You want to take a break and come back with some Wrestle Kingdom? We talk could talk him. about Wrestle Kingdom. We could talk about WWE. We could talk about AEW. We could talk about anything that you want to. But, Kevin, before we do all that, what do we like to say? Back after this. Pew, 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 pew. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite. Where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash grab reboot. Where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is inconclusive breakdown. Your weekly look at county events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions everywhere you get podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Hey, this is Mike from the Midnight Jury. When you are done with this show, join my co-host Cal and I every week as we travel back to the last old school generation of the 80s and 90s to review the best and worst in pop culture, horror, and music on WLWstudios.com or the Midnight Jury feeds on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Player FM. Go back in time when it was all about VHS, arcades, and hanging out at the mall. And remember that every second Saturday of the month, we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RantEMRadio.com, which includes taking your calls. Once again, that's the Midnight Jury, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and our home, WLWstudios.com. We'll see you there. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. 
Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Radioactive metal. I like your uh, your crunchy cheese at snacks, sir. If you watch, if you follow um, Kate the Great on the Twitter machine at On Deck IC, she put out a poll the other day: favorite snack, cheese its baby. Cheez-Its are my Cheez-Its are my favorite snack. I could eat a whole fucking box of Cheez-Its. They're good, man. Love. I gotta, I gotta unmute here. Wait, so we're talking like overall snacks? Like I think she and- she picked like four snacks. Cheez-Its, something else, something, I don't know. Are, are bugles on there? That's a good question. Bugles are fun to put on your fingers, but I don't know if they're a top five snack. Yeah, when I was a kid, that's all we used to do. We used to do like witch fingers. Like, eh. All right, Cheez-Its are great, by the way. I'm not going to deny that Cheez-Its are fantastic. But that's a bold... I mean, if it's only a selection of four, Cheez-Its probably does win over a lot. But in the entire snack world, tough for, call. For me, Tony, are you on a second adult beverage? Yeah. Uh-oh. We're getting and wild. It's bad because I... I'm I'm probably gonna miss doing my DDPY today. You know what, Tony? It's okay. Yeah, I've I've had like 130 something days, I think, at this point. So I don't know. And I think my shoulders need a bit of a break. You know, I'm getting okay. fucking swollen. Shit. I like that. I like that. Well, you know what? If you want to support Tony in his 135 days of DDP yoga, if you want to buy uh, Kevin a bag of bugles. Oh, yeah. uh, if you want me to take off this King Switch t-shirt, go over to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Wizards Podcast. And for as little as $1 a month, you can support the show. And maybe I'll take into consideration uh, wearing a Bullet Club shirt uh, during an interview with Brody King uh, after he was jumped and uh, lost a match to the Bullet Club a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um but I was excited to wear this King Switch shirt. I got it uh, a couple weeks ago, and this is the first time I put it on. And I said, so, what better time? How many Jay White shirts is that for you now? Oh, I got a lot of Jay White shirts, brother. Like, I remember, I think we made, like, we made fun of each other because I wear, like, the same thing every week, and you wear the same thing every week. <laughs> like a Jay White. I feel like every week you wear a Jay White shirt. Uh, I've been trying to switch it up. But hey, listen, you're a fan. I'm a major mark. I wear their stuff. There you go. So there you go. Uh, So go over to patreon.com forward slash wizard podcast for as little as $1 a month. You can support the show. Uh, We want to thank Kathy Hummer, the queen of the shining wizards, Uh, our king over in Austria, Mr. Manny Kratzo, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP, Uh, Mr. Ryan Arthur over at elementary brewery dot com, elementary dot com. Excuse me. Uh, Sean Toe and Sean Calejo. Uh, oh, yeah. Kate Hensler at OnDeckIC.com. She does a podcast with Kevin Gill. It's called What's Good Pro Wrestling. Plus, she's part of the Wednesday Night Vehicle. So uh, Kate is getting around. Uh, that's what happens when you uh, <laughs> when you hook up with good old JR. You know? Got the, oh, wait, no. That's you, get the, you get the JR rub. 
uh, in more ways than one. Huh, buy my rub, sassafras. There you go. Weird, it still says Tony. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Uh, Matt Mellinger. Uh, Christine Friesendorf. Uh, bop, 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 bop. Kenny Hawsey, Mr. Scotch Drinkmore. Uh, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump over there from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Uh, I think that's also Milwaukee Tom. Um, yes. So props to you for the awesome questions. I'm glad I got to ask him. Uh, Michael Hammond. Mr. David Henry Bauer the third, His pal Antonio Hosserman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, Mr. Matthew Birch, uh, the true prince of pro. Happy birthday. It is actually Matthew's birthday today. Happy birthday, Prince. Uh, I don't think I mentioned Mark Parloni. It's always his birthday, but he's a big Happy supporter. Birthday, um, TJ Vegas, our newest Patreon, uh, Braden Bergen. Bergren? Yes, Bergren. Welcome to the Shining Wizards, where I will butcher your Welcome, name. Welcome, my man. I appreciate your support. Wait, uh, say that name again. Say that name again. Braden Bergren. Bergren. Braden? Braden. Like, like the Mortal Kombat character? No, B. Braden. Oh, like, like ECW's own Braden Walker. You son of a bitch. Good one, Kevin. Fucking bravo, sir. No. ECW legend, Braden Holgram. ECW original. That's right. He's an extremist. You motherfuckers. I swear to God. I hate you. Kevin, both. you fucking rule tonight, my well, man. I thought it was Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Right? Is that a character, Raiden, with the hat? It is. Last but certainly what not least, name? his name was Raiden. Uh, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. What about me? What about Raiden? You know what I mean? Oh, by the way, breaking news, boys. The Christmas presents have arrived. Whoa! So we're celebrating Christmas and Miko's birthday next week? Birthday extravaganza. Good Lord. Yes, they have arrived. Um, Still figure out a way to, to get those out. It only took three weeks, three and a half weeks. You know what? That's not bad. I ordered a gift for Rhiannon at the end of November, and it did not arrive, so I reached out to Amazon. Amazon. And they were kind enough to send me a replacement. Um, and that was Saturday morning, and then I got home Saturday night. It was here. And then it came again on Sunday, so. <laughs> same, same, oh, like, same thing. Two two different presents. I got, like, three Philadelphia Eagles shirts. I have no idea what to do with them. Uh, I would burn them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ah, my dad's from South Jersey. He's an Eagles fan. Well, I apologize. Sorry. I'm a Jets fan. It's even worse. Um, all green and white fans. That you got something in common. Well, there you That's go. True. Um, all right. So let's uh let's talk a little Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, night one. Um, Tony kind of ran through who we all picked. Uh, we could just go over some of the matches. We don't have to go in depth. There was there was um, nothing earth shattering. Uh, Hiromu beat El Fantasmo, and I thought this was a fucking awesome match. And I thought um, El Fantasmo really, really looked great in this match. And I know there was a lot of um, a lot of New Japan fans who were not happy that he was in this spot because they weren't impressed with him. But man, I fucking love El Fantasmo. Um, I love that Rocky. I think it was Rocky. Rocky called him like a Sean Waltman. Um, 
which is great. Wait, Matt, who are New Japan's unhappy with? Uh, a lot of the fan, like the hardcore New Japan fans, didn't think El Fantasmo deserved to be in this spot. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, for a second, I thought you meant Hiromu, and I was like, wait a second, he's been pushed forever. No, Hiromu's awesome. Hiromu, I love yeah. Hiromu's coat. I want a Hiromu coat. I got my boy Daryl right here. Ah, Daryl's back. Making his see now. That's a how many times have we had him on the podcast? Daryl like is always, always on the podcast. Tony, well, Tony, Tony's disgusted. Hi, Daryl. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dumb God. stupid cat. What? I don't understand why. How, how, how come is Darryl, that a, showing us his butthole? Is that a puppet or an actual stuffed animal? That's a stuffed animal. Right. Terrible. You're terrible. Do you clean? Do you clean his poop that gets stuck in his butt? Nah, he's good. He doesn't poop. <laughs> he's the best cat ever. He doesn't poop or nothing. I'm sure he's not. See, kitty cat. Still got the, still got the tags on. Yeah, that's that from Japan. That, look, that looks nothing like that. That looks nothing like him. No, this is like a high kitty cat. Yeah, it is a high kitty cat. Oh, Hi, kitty cat. You wanna do drugs? Meow. <laughs> No Hiromu last, or no uh, Daryl last night, but Hiromu with a huge victory. So he gets Taji Ishimori tonight um, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. What did you guys think of the match? I liked it. Liked it a lot. I think Phantasmo is a lot more handsome than his graphic shows him as. Yeah, and like I said, I, I had to squeeze as much as I could in before uh, after work, so I didn't really get a, a chance to – what who does the one of them does Hiromu does the Styles cla- uh, Styles Clash or is that Fantasma? Uh, no, El Fantasma did uh, every move from everyone that's ever been in the Bullet Club. So did he do Jeff Jarrett's the stroke? No, he did not do the stroke. Is Jeff Jarrett a former Bullet Club member? Um, I would say he's about as much as a Bullet Club member as uh, you're going to make an NWO reference. I am going to make an NWO. So Michael's being in the NWO. Ooh, that's not bad. That's a great call, Tony. You're welcome. It's a great call. Not there. Not there yet. We could talk about it after we talk about Wrestle Kingdom. I just finished King of the Ring 2001. Ooh. I just, oh, man. I'm, ah, I like it, Matt. Uh, So, Hiromu, he gets uh, Taiji Ishimori tonight. Uh, The Grills of Destiny become seven time IWGP Tag Team Champions. I really, really like this match. I thought it was well done. I, again, stand by the fact that Taichi, if he took his pants off earlier, I think the Dangerous Techers would have been victorious. What's that face for, Tony? I I was hoping that one of the gorillas would have ripped his pants off for him, and then the crowd would have been like, oh, shit. That's what I was waiting for. That's a great... No microphone connected to anything fucking fake singer fuck. Good, and he got clawed in the face, too. Fuck him. I, I don't understand. I don't like him. Tai Chi. You don't have to be so nasty about it. You don't like Tai Chi. You don't like Jay White. Fuck Jay White. You're just full of hate and vitriol. I want to go back to a guy guy that you mentioned which really piqued my interest uh, in the Rumble. Dookie. Dookie. (laughs) Dookie. I got to tell you, if it wasn't for the Rumble, I would have forgot half the roster because it's been so long since we've really been – like, uh, well, at least I, like from my perspective, like, uh, you know, involved in like who is still with New Japan. But seeing all those fucking old guys in there, like Suzuki and Hanma and all these guys getting a fucking few minutes of action. Yeah, you know, that was good shit, man. That was good shit for me. So, Matt, what's the story with Dookie? Dookie. 
No, Dokey. it's it's Dookie. Oh, okay. Dokey. Dookie. Dokey. Dokey Chokey. He was he had, uh he had like he, a big stick. Yeah, and he used it as a weapon in the rumble and he got disqualified. Fucking Dookie dummy. And uh yeah, there's not much of a story behind him. He was a replacement in the Super J um best of the super juniors last year and he's just kind of stuck around he's just he's the guy in um suzuki goon who usually eats all the pins oh big dookie guy all right we'll get you some dookie gear <laughs> that's what i want i'm gonna i want to be the, the king of dookie gear suzuki suzuki dookie look you know everyone who tuned into wrestle kingdom last night just wanted to see dookie and uh and jado go at it or jado God. So is is Dookie involved with who is he involved with? He's in Suzuki Goon. Is he with the Phantom of the Op- the Phantom of the Opera guy? His name is Tai Chi, and yes, he Tai-Chi. is in that faction, yes. All right. So he's when Suzuki Goon is uh Minoru Suzuki Goon is Minoru Suzuki, um Kanemura, El Desperado, that's right, uh Zack Saber Jr., Tai Chi, and right. Dookie. Ah, do uh, move over, Gabriel kid. We got a new guy. All right, I'm okay with that. I'm a big Dookie guy. <laughs> Tony is too. Apparently, he shit his pants last week. Yes, day, uh, Christmas Eve. Actually, I think it was. You bring good tidings. Congratulations. Um, oh, it was, it was Christmas Eve Eve. It was the day before Christmas Eve. Okay, so just say the day before Christmas Eve. Don't say. I forgot what day it was. Christmas Eve Eve. You fucking I'm jack. Very proud when I text you. Fucking that. Jack Jack wagon wagon. <laughs> well, um, I just Matt. I texted Matt. Days since I've shit my pants. Zero. <laughs> I'll tell and I'll tell you what threw me off. Threw me off about the text. Not that you shit your pants. You've been texting later at night, which really throws me off because you're really. Um, you're going against your old man Tony gimmick. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is what it is. You're breaking you know? kayfabe, bro. I'm trying and not to. You don't have to bring it up. And that's why I sent my picks via email because I'm like, ah, oh, it's 1230. I'm not gonna, I know Matt's up because Matt's going to watch this, the show, but I, Tony's definitely in bed. Yeah, but I don't I don't keep the phone near me. The phone stays like in the kitchen far away. I don't hear shit. Yeah, but better safe than sorry. Uh, Kenta successfully retained his United States Championship rights certificate beating Kojima in what I thought was an excellent match. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Cozy Lariat looking great. I'm pretty sure this is probably his last match at the Tokyo Dome. I don't think I watched that match. Matt, when I went to watch on New Japan World, they didn't have the show. At least I didn't see it. Like it was, they had to watch it in like matches yeah they it was weird when when the show was over they hadn't put the whole thing back up in replay yet so what they were doing was yeah it was like match by match like yes and and a lot of the shit at least from the beginning was out of order but yeah you're right at some at some point though they did put up the full show all in one shot but yeah like for the most part i tried to watch it today and i couldn't find it i couldn't find the full show in american commentary so i just had to go like match by match but i didn't see i don't think i saw the kenta one yeah kenta match was good and then um and then post no pre-match there was a nice little uh vignette from mr john moxley 
See, I didn't see that because I, I was watching it in pieces at that point. But yeah, I, I had saw that that came up later. So so what's the deal? He said he is coming back and he's, he's going to defend against Kenta. He's still the U.S. champion. He was in the L.A. dojo uh, and he's he's going to defend the championship. It's just a matter of when and where, essentially. Don't you think like don't you think they've given him too much courtesy? They should have just taken the belt from him by now. Well, they talked about it last night on the, on the show uh, because of everything that's going on. That briefcase that Kent is walking around with is essentially a, um, an interim championship, you know? Ooh, maybe they have a double belt ladder match like WrestleMania. He's been, he's been defending the certificate. You know, obviously our guest tonight, uh, Brody King wrestled for it on new Japan strong. Um, a couple of weeks ago when he defended against Kojima and, you know, we'll see, we'll see, but those two were on a collision course and that's pretty fucking exciting. Um, Tanahasho. Tanahasho beat the great Okan. Um, I thought this was a good match. I thought Okan did really well here. Uh, this is a tough he, position. He did in certain spots, other spots. I think they were a little slop slop. There were a few points where they were like miscommunicating, but, yeah, and like the more I thought about it, like as the match was going on, I'm like, like I said earlier, I was okay with Tanahasho winning this thing. Maybe Great Okan just wasn't ready and it wasn't something I was thinking about, but he is on the precipice of reaching that next level. And I think even in a loss to Tanahasho, uh, it still did him favors because, like I said, a couple slops here and there, but it was still a good match and they pulled off some some good shit, so... Yeah, and it's not a, you know, you're not losing to, with all due respect to Gabriel Kidd, you're not losing to Gabriel Kidd, you're losing to fucking Tanahasho. You bite your tongue. tongue. He's still a young lion, Kevin, I'm sorry. Fucking Tanahasho's hair was a fucking 10.0. Oh, the worst, the worst fucking hair in all of the world. He had the greatest fucking hair last night. Unbelievable. The hair game was on point. I'd put it over Brian Pillman's hair any day of the year. His hair was amazing. His hair was awful. Uh, amazing. Um, so Tanahashi with the win over Great Okan. I'm with Tony, though. I do think Okan is a, a huge part in the future of New Japan. Uh, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And and uh, if it's you know if it's done right, losses are not going to hurt these guys. You know you're lo- you're losing to Tanahashi at the biggest stage in new japan pro wrestling so um it'll be fun you know they do night two tonight and then uh new year's dash and that kind of kicks off where they're where they're going with 2021 and and what the big feuds are going to be uh okada defeats will osprey in a fucking awesome match sick match sick match when fucking when osprey dropped okada on the table out in the fucking stands Fuck it. I thought oh, the look on Okada's face was like when Masato Tanaka fucking took that power bomb over the top rope at one night stand two. And he looked like he fucking shit himself. It was fucking great. Unbelievable stuff. I Look, Kenta Kojima was good. Tanahashi Okan was good. But we're like, we were at like five o'clock, five fifteen. And I was like, I was like getting there, man. And then that the, the, this match fucking... And it picked me right up, man. That fucking ending sequence. Woo. And then Okada, I guess he was sweaty. He almost fucking dropped Osprey on his head before he hit the, the Rainmaker for the win. But awesome showing by both guys. You couldn't go wrong with whoever won this match. It'll be interesting to see um, where Okada goes from here. Because all of 2020, he was not in 
the IWGP Heavyweight Championship picture. Yeah. Maybe At he all. Back in. Maybe he becomes the next guy to take on Ibushi. They Maybe talked about. They talked about it last night. It seemed like the winner of of this match was going to set themselves up to be the next guy. So, or the next uh, challenger, maybe a new beginnings. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the main event, Naito defends both titles, the the IC title and the heavyweight championship against, uh, Tony's golden lover, fuck boy, Kota Ibushi. Um, very nice. Awesome. Awesome match. These guys fucking put it all out there. Um, it's funny, Tony. You sent that text yesterday with your picks, and then you s- sent that question about a, a three-way dance, and I was like, God, I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> just because they don't do three-way dance as well. It's not. No, I get it. I just I didn't know if that was outside the realm of any kind of possibility. You, know? you think that's going to happen tonight? No, because no, we no, had no, a clear no. winner tonight. But Tony had mentioned it yesterday in the text. Like, what if they went to 60 minutes? And then uh, you had to have a three-way dance. Oof, ah. But Ibushi walks out, double champions, in a little over 30 minutes. A little over? It was like 45, wasn't it? No. It's 31 minutes and 18 seconds. There you go. And uh, after Kamagoya, he is your IWGP double champion, and he defends against Jay White this evening. Uh, if yes. you're listening live, if you're listening in podcast form, it probably already happened. Do you guys want to make our picks? Can I go down the card here? Yes. Hold on. Uh, uh, Hold uh, uh. What? No, because I don't. I, I'm going to. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go down the card, I guess. I wasn't ready for this. <sighs> All right. Do you, do, you, do you need a few minutes? Do we want to revisit? No, let's do it. Let's, let's ride. All right. It's time for the pay per view pick extravaganza thing. Night. To Wrestle Kingdom 15. Uh, Hi, same, Matt. What we got? Uh, same amount of matches as last night. There's only six. Yes. And we knew two of them at the end of last night. Well, we knew, we knew all of them. Uh, excuse me. We knew three at the end of last night. We'll start with our four-way match for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy between Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, Toriano, and Bushi. Uh, I will go first. Uh, I think Chase Owens pulls a shitty and uh, and he he walks out of here the chicken shit king of pro wrestling champion to start 2021. Who did who did Brody pick? He picked Bushi. I think I'm gonna go with Bushi. I don't know why because like Chase Owens was who I who I initially thought. But like New Japan always finds a way to screw with my head, and I feel like this is like the pick that's gonna screw with my head, and I have no chance of winning this year anyway. So I'm going Boosh Aloosh. Boosh Aloosh. T Donk. Y A N O. I'm going with my man. Y A N O O. All right. So Tony took Toriano, man. He's gonna do it. Come on. Why would you take this off of him? Let the fucking roller coaster keep on going, baby. Why would you? You're not taking anything off of him. 2020 ended. He was the champion for 2020. Now it's and he's going to have two trophies. He's going to be fucking two-time trophy winning fucking Yano Hart. All right, fair enough. Uh, next up, we have our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships as Suzuki Goon, El Desperado, and Kanemura 
defend the titles against one or eight, the tag team of uh, Taguchi and Master Wado. Can All I right. go first? I will, I'll, Tony, I kind of want to go first. All right, go ahead. Just because I'm, I'm channeling you here. I'm putting all my faith in in the wad man. The wad man do. So I'm going with uh, whatever his team is. One or eight. Yeah. <laughs> going with one or eight. Watto and Taguchi. Tony? I am not going to say Desperado. I'm going to say Desperado champs retain. Really? Well, I am with Kevin. Uh, I like Master Wado and Taguchi. I think it's Wado's time. I think putting with Taguchi is an excellent uh, start. Wado walks out with some gold, baby. Never happening. Uh, you're talking about never happening. The Never Openweight Championship is on the line next. The Shingo defends his title against Jeff Cobb. T-Donk. Hula, 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 pineapple man. He's going to win it again. Hula, hula, hula. Uh, I'm Love with you. Cobb. Love the man. Uh, as so. I said during our interview with Brody King, I'm with you. I think Hula Hula the Pineapple Man uh, takes Luke. the title off of uh, Shingo. Let's make it a clean sweep. Woo, woo. Bring Jeff him Cobb. around, baby. Bring him around. All right. Our next match is the match that's going to infuriate me uh, when I watch this. And I'm gonna wa- I won't watch it live. I don't think I'm going to watch it live. Because uh, I do have to work all day tomorrow, so I think it'll be at the end. tomorrow night. I'll end up watching this. Evil against Sonata. Uh, I love Sonata, but he never fucking wins. <laughs> I hate Evil. I just don't. Fu- this is gonna be like outside interference extravaganza. <sighs> I'm going I'll with go Sonata. Sonata. I'm All going right. Sonata. I'm going Sonata. I'm going Sonata too. Sonata. Same. Sonata Every- all around. Round the bases, baby. We're bringing them home. Uh, our semi-main event is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship as Taji Ishimori defends against Hiromu Takahashi. Kev, you want to go first? Uh, it's my, I guess it's my turn to go first, huh? It doesn't matter. What's uh, uh, Hiromu versus? Taji Ishimori. Taji. Taji Ishimori. Hiromu won. I'll go Hiromu. Two Romu. Hiromu across the board. I think. Uh, oh, ring it around the bases, baby. Woo! I think the Hiromu pushes on. He beat El Fantasmo. Uh, I think what he did at best of the Super Juniors, where he wants to give uh, the Super Juniors shots. Um, means that when he is the victor, I think we'll see another El Desperado Hiromu match, which is fucking awesome. Um, and him against Show, sign me up. Let's do it, baby. Come on. Uh, our main event, King Switch goes after the double championship against Kota Ibushi. I said it during our interview. Uh, I think Kota Ibushi avenges himself. Uh, and erases last year's Wrestle Kingdom and his 0-3 record against Jay White this year. I think Coda retains, and we're off to the races with 2021. Completely 100% agree with that. This is Kota Ibushi's year. No way he loses tomorrow, uh, tonight, or whenever, in the morning, in the afternoon, whenever it is. Kevin's going Jay White. Kevin's going Jay White. Kevin's going Jay White. 
Kevin's I mean, gonna try to make a move here, and he's gonna think like by taking Jay White, he's gonna be on the big comeback trail. Kevin not, was in this spot last year. It sucks. It's it's not about the comeback trail. It's just about not knowing enough about New Japan and them always like doing me wrong in situations like this. After watching, I loved at the end of the the match. I loved the story. I mean, they always do it. Someone always comes out and talks after the main event. But I loved the the night. Not neither one of them knowing what the heck happened at the end of the match. Like Abushi, like knocked out trying to go for a pin again, and then Naito bringing the belts up, and it was just. Abushi having it was just too good to be true for me. And like, and Matt, didn't you always think that Jay White at some point was going to have this moment? I did, but uh, I just think the story here is 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 Abushi avenging his uh, both losses at Wrestle Kingdom last year and not being successful against Jay White all year. I think this is the the feel good, send everyone home happy, and then. It creates a different dynamic with your IWGP double champion, um, with Coda as the champion, Coda Osprey, um, you know, Coda Shingo. Osprey just, Osprey just lost. Sure, but what does Osprey? What do we do? You know, do we do we instantly jump into Coda and Okada? Um, you know, there's so many stories they can tell, and we've seen them play the long game. Naito winning the double championship last year was something he had predicted years ago. And when he was given the opportunity, there was a fan vote and the fan vote took him out of that match. Um, so the, yeah, they, did, did Naito lose it to evil? And then he got it right back. Yes. So uh, listen, I think this, I'm going to, I'm going to be wrong, but I think this is, too good to be true, and they're gonna Vince Russo swerve, bro. I'm going Jay White. All right. I just it just again I don't know anything about New Japan, so this is completely out of my wheelhouse. But I just I just see it happening, and then in American in wrestling, we always the story is in the chase. But I mean, Coda's been chasing it forever, so it's kind of hype, uh, hypoc- hypocritical. hypocritical? Yeah, uh, but I, 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 what's the point of keep shoving Jay White down our throat if he's not going to get it? So, be- like, just it's to build Abushi up. Look at look at what happened when Naito said, "Yeah, Abushi got screwed, so I'm going to give him the first title shot, and then the winner could go on to give Jay White what he what he what he earned." I and think- that put that put Abushi over. And now Jay White comes out. And he's like, "Yeah, enjoy it while it lasts." That's putting Ibushi over as well because he's going to shut his face up tomorrow. Yeah, but who's the who's the bigger star? Ibushi. So why then? How is Jay White? How is Ibushi like getting built up higher on a guy that he's already higher than? Jay White's got that little fuck that hangs around ringside with him, who's always cheating for him and interfering with him. And when fucking Ibushi puts him in his place, or returning Kenny Omega kicks him in the dick and knocks him over, I think. I think ah, uh, now I'm actually even more confident in this pick. Well, I think there's a lot that plays into this. I think, um, with the Jay White situation, um, and him maybe losing, uh, it could be a situation where he says to to Gato, 
Uh, you know, uh, I got this. I can do this by myself. And then he goes out and he loses. And then you slowly start to see uh, the Bullet Club baby fracture. Face? Baby face Jay White. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But J- Jado's always good. Look, he, the the booking is always done well in New Japan. So there's a there's you know the beauty of it is you don't know you don't know what's going to happen we all thought abushi was walking out last year as the champion right that's yeah. true and i feel like you've got at some point like you got to have a sustainable heel champion in new japan right like they tried it with evil for whatever reason it didn't work maybe jay white is the bad guy champ that they that they need and they wanted for a while and and i just think i just think they're going to pull the trigger i think it's going to be a bang 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 switcherowski well, we'll have to wait and see. Yep. See you next week when I'm wrong. You know what's going to be great? When Desperado and Kanemaru, uh retain the titles and then fucking Chase Owens winds up winning that fucking Yano Battle Royal thing. Oh, God. Why? Because then it's going to keep us in the same fucking position going into the last pay-per-view. <laughs> Matt, who, yes. have been, who have been the last, like, four New Japan whatever world champion or double champion, whatever it's been. It's been Naito, Okada, Evil, not in no particular order. And who else? Is there like another one? Jay White. That? Oh, Jay White was a champion, wasn't he? Yeah, we Wait, saw Jay him. Was a no, the not double a double champion. champion, no. But he was. The only champion. double champions that we've seen is Naito, Evil, mm-hmm. and Ibushi. Yeah, and Ibushi. Uh, I forgot that Jay White was already a champion. I found out there was a monkey wrench into my. We watched Jay White lose at the Fuck Garden off. like a year and a half ago. Yeah. To Okada. Son of a bitch. Ah, I'm sticking with it. Jay White. And that fucking Will Ospreay did the fucking Rainmaker pose too, that son of a bitch. He got yeah, what yeah. he deserved, and fucking Okada was yelling at him, get your ass up. I don't think. And you know what? You put Abushi as the babyface, and uh, Osprey fills that role in very nice. Ooh, Osprey! Yeah, but Osprey, like, I guess New Japan is it just works differently than anything that I've ever known before. Because then, why not have Osprey beat Okada? Like, nothing would make him more believable as a challenger than beating Okada. Like, why did Okada next? Abushi's got to get all these big profile wins. That's what it is. You get to rush right into Okada. Fuck yeah! No, they're not gonna. They're gonna. They go new. They go New Year's Dash, and then you'll probably see Yoshitatsu. No, Yoshitatsu's in uh, all Japan. I think actually, Yoshihatsu was in the Battle Royal last night. The Gun Club, Billy Gunn. Um, you could see uh, Big Tom. Big Tom was in the Battle Royal. Uh, Big Tom's not yeah, doing. Yeah, he got. What? <laughs> he he got disposed of with. That's This Matt. This is money. Billy Gunn, Okada. Oh fuck! Billy Gunn, Imagine Abushi. this music, and he's shaking his ass coming down that fucking big ramp. That this is Billy Gunn Abushi is that's Tokyo. That's where Dome. the money is. That's Cookier and Hall, whatever it's called. That's that's Cheez It Hall, the Cheez It Dome. 
the, the bugle barn. They the do this shit at the barn. Egg Dome, baby. Is the Egg Dome still a thing? Maybe. <laughs> that uh, is lounging. Look at him. It is laid back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like him. I, I could barely see you. Do what, you don't need to see me. You just need to hear me, right? <laughs> I'm move the laptop. He's up. an ass, man. There we go. I like the couch in here. This is like my little room now. You're like you're like Kate the Great sitting on the on the on the on the ground floor. That's how I roll, baby. That's right. it. I'm gonna get comfortable now too. Fuck All right, so the the uh, couple things I take waffle legs. Oh my god, you're <laughs> gross <laughs> bare legs. They're like my, unbreaded chicken wings. <laughs> delicious. Uh, they also announced last night during. No, you want, yeah, you want to see something gross? Nope, 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 nope. I know exactly what you're gonna do. Oh God, <laughs> I, really did it. Uh, I like this. This is like a boudoir photo. Yeah. They announced last night during intermission that uh, New Japan will be coming to American TV. Coming to America, take us to Queens. <laughs> uh, so obviously not Axis, but a lot of people are speculating BN Sports. It's not BN like French. It's B in sports. No, B in sports. BN. Wee wee. Oh ho ho. B in the sports. Wait, it's it's not BN sports. It's BN. B E I N. I really thought it was like I thought it was a Spanish channel for a while. It's <laughs> muy bien. It's muy bien sports. It's sportos muy bien. It. It is right. Yes. Whatever. I thought it was BN sports. Yeah, me too. Um, your boy Dave Meltzer put out a list of his five star matches from 2020. Whose boy? My boy, Tony's boy, <laughs> Kevin's. Kevin's boy is Mike Johnson, and he don't write anything that's accurate. So uh, uh, Dave uh, Dave Scherer is my boy. Mike Johnson is he's a, Mike Johnson's a creep. Uh, so these are the five star matches and above in 2020. Okada Naito from last year's Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, best friends against Santana and Ortiz in the parking lot fight. Okay. All right. Uh, Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay from the G1 Climax. Okay. Uh, Walter versus Dragunov. Yes. Uh, from Pro Wrestling Noah. <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony laughed and he said Dragunov. <laughs> uh, from Pro Wrestling Noah, the GSC champion Go Shiozaki against Takahashi Sugura. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Hiromu versus Osprey from last year got five and a half stars. Uh, Okada versus Abushi from last year got five and a half stars. Uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega against the Bucks got six stars. Uh, Kota Abushi versus Minoru Suzuki from the G1 Climax got five and a quarter. Okada Shingo from the G1 Climax got five and a quarter, and the Young Bucks FTR got five and a quarter. So those are all your five-star Dave Meltzer matches from 2020. Handing out those five pluses pretty loosely. Not yeah, loosely. that's a lot of five pluses. Not, for not, not loosely in terms of the matches aren't worth it, but I've never heard him give more than five stars. Yeah, me either. A, it must be a new thing he does. Um, let's see. What else do we got here in the news and the notes? Uh, co- uh, Mick Foley had COVID. Yep. Back in December. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling is going to run a 24-hour digital telethon uh, and, uh, where they're going to raise money for their performers. It's going to be called Fight Forever. 
and that's taking place January 29th from 8 p.m. to January 30th, 8 p.m. So there's that. Uh, yep. Your boy Walter will be defending his UK championship against a kid. Not Gabe kid? No, A, like Apple. A kid. I don't know who A kid is because I don't watch NXT UK. It's Nicholas. <clears throat> oh, former WWF tag team champion. Why not? He wants more gold. Uh, NXT is bringing back the Dusty Rhodes Classic for 2021. Uh, yeah. And that will believe, begin January 13th. I think this week is New Year's Evil. Begin that. Which is uh, Finn against Kyle O'Reilly. There's like a weird fight pit match. Yeah, Timothy, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa in a uh, fight pit. Rhea Ripley, Gonzalez in a last woman standing match? I think it's... Is that would you consider that like a Hossett match? A Kenny Hossett match? Ooh, hmm, Hossett maybe. Yeah, you know, like female horses. I know, I get you. I just don't know. You call them Hossets? Yeah, I don't know. Do you call them horses? Isn't that like I don't know, like derogatory or like I don't know, mean Wait. to call a woman a horse? No, but I mean, you call like tough dudes horses. Yeah, but you call women like Hossettes, no? Uh, I see what you're saying. That's not derogatory, then. Yeah, I, I figured at least... Look, if you're going to call a woman be, big and beefy, you might as well kind of make it cute, no? Big and... Be- you know what? I'd prefer if you called her <laughs> big and beefy. You'd prefer them... You'd prefer to me to call them big yeah, and... Now you, now you made it... Der- I'm saying it's it better derogatory. than that. Ah, come on. Whatever. No, I'd say big and beefy. <laughs> I would watch... If there was a wrestling promotion called Big and Beefy... Women's wrestling, I'd be all in. No, it's triple B. Big beefy bitches. That's what you call it. Yeah, see, I don't think the bitches is good for um, advertising. But what do you think? You think they're nice if they're big and beefy? No, they're probably bitches. No, but you you don't leave that. You leave that up to the consumer to decide. Like Mount Fiji was probably the only nice big woman that I can remember. Every other big woman has been a bitch, right? Look at all the big, look at all the big women that have been in wrestling. They've all been on the bad side of things. No. Well, that's that's what you do. You take a page out of Mia Yim's book and call them big beefy baddies instead of nah, big beefy. That's not, not sexy. It's kind of like uh... now. What are we going? Right, are so we wait, going for sexy? Or are we going for big yeah. bad? Wait, what do we call big beefy? Big beefy bitches. <laughs> booty, I mean, what what are we going daddies. for here? I'm going to call them big booty bitches. <laughs> wait, I think I have music for that. No, no, don't even bother. Onward, onward. Uh, Impact Wrestling announced their end-of-the-year awards. Oh. All right, this works, though. No, you're good. That's good for That's award music. Uh, Your X Division Star of the Year. Any guesses? Oh, Raheem. Incorrect. Chris Bay? Incorrect. Thick Mama Pump. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Tony was DJ Perkins. No, Ace Austin. All right, that works. I got big booty bitches. Uh, your tag team of the year, the North. That's no surprise. The knockout of the year, yeah. Diana Perazu. Uh, the wrestler of the year, Diana Perazu. Oh fuck off! Fuck off! Really? Yes, really. I didn't think she was anything special. Come on now. 
the she had great matches. She had a probably match of the year can, uh thing with the was it was it with Jordan Grace or was it with Oh, what do we just what do we just throw in Tessa Blanchard out the window? She doesn't count for anything. Jordan. Uh, Tessa Blanchard was there. She won the title and then she left the company. How, was she, was she there for the majority of twenty twenty? Who? Who, Kevin? Tessa Blanchard. No, she was. She wrestled, won the title. She was on TV for a little while. I think she had a match with Madman Fulton. Yeah, she was gone like. And then she, she was gone, gone like, when the pandemic started. Yeah, exactly. She was gone pre-pandemic, so yeah, she doesn't deserve it. No, she was there for two months. Yeah. Uh, your finishing move of the year: the Good Brothers Magic Killer. All right, that's a good move. The one to watch in 2021. Let me try to guess this. That's got to be Chris Bay. You are correct, sir. Dang. Uh, Moment of the year. The Motor City Machine Guns, Eric Young, and EC3. uh, The Good Brothers and Heath Slater all debut at Slammiversary. Was second place to Brian Myers debut well i don't there's no second place here i'm sorry hey you know you guys i wanted to call you out for something you forgot to mention on wednesday uh there was a picture of brian myers and matt cardona with Brody lee in the tribute nobody brought it up okay there's a ton of pictures yeah why would they bring it up i thought that was cool as shit though they had a lot of there's pictures of him and bray wyatt and pictures of him and seth rollins and i know but kev those are your boys yeah, but, I, I'm yeah, not, but I'm why would I that. bring that up, Tony? I'm not <laughs> like you. Boys, say good, say good night, Gracie. I have to cover everybody's ass. My name's Tony. Or you fucking hand job. Yeah, look at you <laughs> over there, like you're in a fucking siesta. You fucking jack wagon. I am in a siesta. You're talking about fucking uh, impact and Deanna Perazu being like the greatest thing since sliced bread. I didn't <laughs> vote on it, you dickhead. The you match of the year. Up. Shut the you fuck up. Shut up. I- you. Shut your mouth. Fuck Jay White. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck Abushi. He's a fucking loser. He's gonna fucking lose again. Fucking loser. I hope Abushi gets a piece of raw horse stuck in his throat and he can't fight tonight. Who did we talk to about raw horse? That, Lan- that, tr- Lance Archer. that triggered a memory. If you wanna ride, Lance Archer. Ride Lance Archer. Horse. That's right. Match I of the match of the year was Eddie Edwards defeating Eric Young, Rich Swan, Ace Austin, and Trey Miguel in a five-way match for the vacant Impact World Championship at Slammiversary. Um, the build to Hard to Kill continues as Impact returns tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers will appear. Sammy Callahan takes on Eddie Edwards. Moose takes on Matthew Palmer in a last three minutes challenge match. Uh, Rhino and Cousin Jake take on Joe Doring and Eric Young. Is that Genesis or is that hard to kill? Or, no, uh, this uh, is Impact, Impact tomorrow night. Impact. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, and then Casey Navarro takes on Crazy Steve, pl- takes on Blake Christian, takes on Ace Austin in a preview of, I guess they're doing the World Cup thing at Genesis. Yeah, the Super X Cup. All the first round matches will be, uh, yes. will be on Genesis this Saturday night. Uh, and they announced that, uh, Deanna is defending her women's championship against Ty Valkyrie at Hard to Kill. Wow. Hi, they announced that already? Yes. yes. All right. Yes. yes, they did. Yes, they did. Now, uh, my favorite part of the night is when we talk about WWE. Yeah. 
Uh, looks like AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Daniel Bryan, all confirmed for the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. All right. On the women's side, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte, they've all confirmed themselves for the Women's Royal Rumble. Tell me more. Big E's first Intercontinental Championship defense will be against Apollo Crews this coming Friday night on SmackDown. That would be a that, – wait, I thought, he, I thought he had a match with Baron Corbin. Uh, that was a tag match. Doesn't matter. Uh, did they change it? Because his first title defense was supposed to be against Baron Corbin. In the, yeah, in the they game. faced off, but then Sami Zayn interfered, so Apollo Crews came down and made the save and then turned into a tag match. You know, typical WWE bullshit. But here's the biggest WWE thing ever, and it happened last Monday night on Raw. The Miz got his briefcase back. Then they danced the night away, him and John Morrison. I have nothing to say about this, but it's just, it's WWE booking at its finest and way to devalue a briefcase. Dummy, yeah. That he cashed in and he lost. Ligamables. Exactly. Ah, oh, no, he earned it back. He earned no. it back. Because it can only be cashed in by him. Morrison cashed it in. That's not allowed, Matt. That's against the rules. It's against the rules. Semantics, Kevin. Semantics. I just stick and twist it. Ah, well, semantics are semantics. You could still rule. Yeah, and I. Yeah, and I. You Sorry, can't, you can't, you honestly can't be genuinely excited about this, Kevin. I'm excited that the missile has the briefcase. You don't even watch. Uh, oh, because we do the podcast on Mondays. Did you just burp? Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, fuck, it's on repeat. I don't want it to be on repeat. All right, so that's WWE in a nutshell. It's Legends Night tonight. I don't know if you're into watching a bunch of fucking Wonderful. wrinkly old men do nothing. And Tori Wilson, who is oh. more wrinkly or an old man. Oh, but you could just fucking Google image search Tori Wilson. That's a very good point. Um, uh, God damn it, Nelly. Nelly's going to be there? It's Nelly's everywhere. She's everywhere. Uh, let's see. Dark uh, AW moved everything because of the Brody Lee tribute last week, so... Uh, the first night of AEW New Year Smash takes place Wednesday night. Kenny Omega against Ray Phoenix. John Moxley in the house. Sheeta versus Abaddon. Jake Hager versus Wardlow. Snoop Dogg and Chris Jericho on commentary. Um, Cody against Matt Seidel. Uh, I think they announced uh, SCU and the Young Bucks against the Acclaim and TH2 as well. So loaded card there. And that's taking place this Wednesday night. Uh, the week after, they added Pac against Eddie Kingston, um, uh, Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa, uh, Tarby, Darby Allen, Brian Cage, FTR against Jurassic Express, and Miro against Chuck Taylor. Miko? Miro. Miro. Polo. Uh, also, fun note, Dark taking place tomorrow night. A uh, good friend of the show, Danny Limelight, will be in a match against Fuego Del Sol. So both of these guys have essentially been prelim guys up until this point. One of them has to get a win. So we've seen them do this with Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Where they may, So maybe this is a stepping stone for one of these guys. Fingers crossed that it's Danny Limelight because I really like Danny. Uh, and I think this will be a nice opportunity for him to shine. 
shine yeah. the limelight. That's all the notes I have here. Great, uh, great episode of the, the Brody tribute was absolutely incredible, by the way. I didn't get a chance to talk about that because, again, Tony, I'm not on the Wednesday show. I didn't say you were. I just thought it was very inappropriate that Matt didn't bring up your boys. You know, a little shout out. Why Why would I bring them up? It makes no sense for him to do that. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. You say my boys were in, were in the tribute. That was cool. They're not my boys. They're our boys because they're Kevin's boys. Why no. would you not do a solid? Brian Myers maybe could be my boy. Maybe. Right? I've reached out because I, I don't know. I've reached out to him before about like action figure questions and stuff. I don't know if he would reciprocate to me, to Kevin. Yes. Kevin is boys with Brian Myers. So Brian Myers. Yes. Matt Cardona probably wouldn't even piss on me if I was on fire. Probably not. I don't. What is that? It's a Matt Cardona hat. Why? Why? Cause that's his boy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Tony, you're an idiot. Um, anyway, I'm not an idiot. Cause I watched be the elite this week. B. Elite. No, you're an idiot because why would I shout out? All right, get off it. You fucking, I'm an idiot. You're the Great. idiot that brought it up. Great. I'm an idiot. I'm a friggin' idiot. Can we move on, please? No. Now we're gonna we're stuck in this vortex forever. Let's do it, Matt. Let's have a social. Tony, we're <clears throat> Tony drank too. He's uh, now he's borderline fucking drunk or ready to go to sleep. Good night. <sighs> Good night, uh, Good night Gracie. Good night. <laughs> We're not doing that again, by the way, Tony. You're not saying that. He's gonna say, you know, he's gonna say. Don't tell him not to do something because he's just gonna do it. Yeah, Ken, that was pretty stupid fucking question. (laughs) All right, so Tony watched Being the Elite, as did I. Uh, uh, they had a little bit of the uh, bubbly of the tribute show for Brody and Eddie Kingston cutting a like a huge promo, like let's move on, let's do this together. All that good stuff, rallying the troops. Uh, it's hard to think, like, and like to understand that Eddie Kingston was ready to leave the business a year ago, and now he's found this amazing spot for himself as part of uh, AEW, where he is like that locker room leader. Yeah, which is really cool. Oh, and the other thing that was cool was they side by sided Brody Lee kicking some jobber's head off in Chikara at the beginning of a match. And I didn't notice it at the time, but evil Uno opened the six man match when he did the same thing to Eddie Kingston, which I thought was fucking amazing. That, that was good shit. I didn't, uh, I didn't see the, the, like his speech, but just the fact that Eddie Kingston can come into a locker room. He hasn't, let's be honest. He hasn't been there that long. No, not at all. So the fact that he can come in and command that respect immediately and, and just cut like, his his tenure in the business obviously speaks for itself, but just the fact that he can go into a locker room and be that guy to, like you said, Tony, uh, lead the charge, lead the troops, and and just make a powerful statement about Brody, who he knew. This is Brody Lee, not our not our guest uh, earlier, but make that statement about Brody Lee and, and just can be completely ingrained in that fiber. And listen, no one no one deserves this more than Eddie Kingston. No one deserves what he's gotten. No one deserves what he's done in AEW more than him. So it, it know, was really cool. It was, it was earlier in our tenure on the show. And uh, we had Eddie Kingston on as a guest 
And he was a funny guest, dude. We talked to him about uh, New York sports. We were talking about like the local scene where like he lives and where he likes to hang out and about his ethnicity is, and you know, all that good stuff. So we really got to know him on a personal level. And like, that's still one of the standout interviews uh, of our show. What a great guy. Um, Top five. Absolutely. One of the, uh, the other thing that was cool was, uh, which was fucking hysterical was uh, Johnny Silver defending the BTE championship against Marco stunt. And it was like, kick the lid off the bottle and fucking Johnny silver nails it on the first kick. Yeah. And that was it. It wasn't fucking 45 minutes of sped up tape of them trying to get to the finale. It was like done. That was it. You suck. God, those both of them, John silver is going to be, I mean, he's already like his, like his tweets and stuff get like thousands of likes and thousands of, and hundreds of like retweets he's he's gonna be a, a big star and, and he's already a big star but he's gonna be one to watch i wouldn't be shocked actually if they ended up you know because we got to keep remembering like AEW is is a company just like anyone else where they have to evolve and do things different where the dark order is not going to last forever so can you see john silver you know maybe doing something with marco stunt maybe like being like a regular type deal or or do you see john silver even going like top guy status with with aew i don't know but i i think i think one of the the big telling moments though of uh bte was when the dark order was all in their office and they were all just sitting around in the circle with their heads down even anna jay was sitting in the circle with them not like on the top bench and then adam page just walks in he's like uh hey do you mind if i sit with you guys and they all just kind of motion a chair for him and they all sat together. It's gonna. Yeah. It, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're gonna do with the Dark Order. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Adam Page is gonna be the right fit. I don't know if Colt Cabana steps up. I, does John Silver set up like step up and become the leader? I just don't know. But it was a cool moment where they were all just kind of somber, and Adam Adam Page comes in and sits with them. I thought that was I thought that was cool for what it was. I don't yeah. know what it leads to, but it was a cool moment. I don't want I don't want Hangman to be the leader of the Dark Order. I don't know if I I don't I don't think I do either. I just don't know where they go. Maybe they maybe they don't need a leader at this point. I mean, I mean Evil Uno did a, a decent enough job before Brody got there. Maybe right? maybe they do sign Redbeard. I don't know. I could see that. It's a possibility. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's about that. That was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was being the elite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you got a top five list? Oh, I do I. Do I, do I, do I. Oh, you know what? While you pull that up, uh, Ring of oh, Honor came to, came to terms with the release of Marty Skrull today. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Hey, Matt. Hey, Tony. Do your balls ever feel unfresh? Ooh. You know what? I We're... mean, really, I mean, really unfresh. Like, smelt like you had fucking some smashed onion stuff down your pants all day. Got like a fucking froth and like a soup going. I've been there, buddy. Working on the pizza truck. It's, it happens, brother. All right. So you're on the pizza truck. Do you ever have the opportunity to go, hey, I'm going to go grab a shower. I'll be back in five minutes. Put your balls up on the sink and wash them off. You don't have time for that. You got pizzas to serve, right? That is correct, sir. You know what you do? What do I do? 
You get yourself a fucking crop wipe. You fucking wipe your balls down. You're good to go. You don't need a shower. You could just let them fucking onions drop out and say, see you later. Hit the bricks, bitch. I need fresh balls. And now I got them. You know, wow. where you can find those wipes where over at manscape.com, baby. And right now I know what you're thinking, Tony. I want fresh balls. They're a little stinky, smelly. Sometimes I don't have time to wash them. These wipes, they've got to be like millions of dollars, right? No, sir. They're not expensive at all. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to let you in on a secret. If you go to manscaped.com, you put in the code wizards when you're checking out, you're going to save 20% on top of their already cheap prices. And it's not over yet. You're going to get free shipping, free shipping. Your balls will be clean and it's not going to cost you anything extra to fucking get that package in the mail. Matt, I see you're raising your hand. Tony, is it, does Manscaped just take care of your balls? Matt, I'm glad you asked that question. Say you are home. Say your balls are smelling a little funky, right? They got shampoos. They got the wash. They got the wipes. You could fucking go in the shower, give yourself a good scrub down. You'd be smelling fresh as a daisy. So you're telling me they have body wash? They got body wash. And not only can you use it for your body, you could use it for your balls. You could use it for your butthole. You can even use it as a shampoo right here. See these little follicles that I still have left? They smell fucking fresh, dude. Fantastic. I smell fantastic. Let me, let me let you in on another secret. Oh, you got secrets tonight. You're going out. Say you got a wedding to go to. Or you're going out to hit the club. It's a Friday night. You're going to get your groove on. Maybe going to get some stank down low. You know what I'm saying? You washed up. You, you got your wipes in your pockets, so you're ready to go. You know what else they got now, Matt? They got the refined cologne. You got cologne, buddy. Spit, 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 spits, and you are fucking cool as a cucumber. You'll be beating off that poon with a fucking stick, bro. Whoa! I'm not even kidding. And I tell you this much. Maybe you're a little stanky down low because the odor lingers around because you got, let's be honest, you don't fucking groom down there, right? Well, don't worry about that. Of course, Manscaped. It's in the fucking name. You got the lawnmower. You got the fucking weed whacker. You could trim your nose hairs, your ear hairs, and your ball hairs. It's fucking great. It's a one-stop shop to get your sorry ass back up to par, back up to speed, and back in that poonaner. Like I said, you go over to the website, manscaped.com, 20% off your entire order, free shipping on everything, and you're fucking good to go. What else is there to say? Any questions, boys? I don't think so, because we got you covered. Sounds like it. I got a question. What's that, Matt? What is on Kevin's top five list this week? Ooh, that is a great question. I bet you it's not smelly balls. All right, guys. Today's top five is very Manscaped related. It is the top five pair of awful balls in the history of professional wrestling. No, that's not it. But it's very... uh, very Royal Rumble related. We're in the Royal Rumble season. So we are going with top five worst entrance in Royal Rumble history. All right. Let me ask you a clarification question off the bat. Uh, this is any Rumble, men's, women's, and greatest Royal Rumbles of all time? All included. And I will tell you there is one entry from two of the ones that you mentioned. Obviously, there's going to be more on the men's. But there are two entries, one from the women's, one from the greatest. So the rest are the men. Again, this is just Kevon's opinion. 
So here we go. Who's going first? Uh, I would like to take Michael Cole. Matty boy, coming in hot, hitting number four. Michael Cole, the Royal Rumble 2012. Ugh. Yep. Uh, brutal. That was also the Rumble that saw all three commentators uh, go in. Booker T, I think, JBL. Was all, or no, Jerry Lawler. Yep. So, yeah. So, that's number uh, four on the old Liski. Michael Cole, 2012. I'm trying to find this guy's name, and I can't find I know exactly who you're talking about, Tony. Oh, man. I, I can't find his name on the list, and I don't want to be uh... – Tony, what Rumble is it from? It is from the Greatest Royal Rumble. Tony, I know who you're talking about. It's not Mansoor, is it? No, no. it's 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 the Asian guy. What the hell was his name? That would be Hiroki Sumi. That's him. Uh, he came in in like the one of the first f- five or six entrants in the Greatest number, Royal Rumble. Here he is, number seven. Number yeah, seven. <laughs> because apparently the the I. Uh, God, uh, the Saudi uh, regime wanted Yokozuna, and Yokozuna had been dead yep. for a very long time. So they, so WWE brought in uh, Hiroki Sumi. That's number two. Yes! Number two. Wow. All right. Um, I'm sorry. Who was Matt's first guess? Michael Cole. Michael Cole. Was there ever a Royal Rumble with Santina? Morella. Matt, look at that. Matt going two for two. Santina Morella. Not only was there a women's Royal Rumble with that, that was 2020. So Santina Morella uh, is number three. Oh, so you're missing you're missing five and, and one. One. Five and one. So is that does that count for the women's royal rumble that yes. you said? That's the women's royal rumble. Because he was in, it was in the the women's royal rumble. Now, number five, you might not think is terrible, but I'll have my reasons why it is not very good. All right. So it was Michael Cole. It was a surprise. It was a return. It's a legend. And that's all I'll give you. Surprise, return, legend. And you you don't think they should be on the list? No, they should be on the list. And I'll, I'll tell you why after. Oh, I got one. Drew Carey. Tony, not only is that a legend, yes. not only is that a Hall of Famer. Yes. That is number one. Yes. <laughs> Baba Tunde. Baba. Baba Tunde was also in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, but I don't consider that a bad because he's at least on their contract. Yeah, well, that that's why I went with the Asian guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew Carey, 1999. Ugh. All right, so we got one left. No, wait, 2001. Yeah, 2001. So you have one left. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh, no way. All right. I'll throw it out there because I'm not thinking of anybody else. Diesel? No, that's a great return. Okay. Um, Let's see. A legend that returned. It was his second Royal Rumble return in three years, which is why he's on the list. He made it less special. So I'll just throw that out there. Jake? No. no that's, Jake. A good guess. that's a good guess, though. 
Tony, you got one? No, not yet. DDP? No. Yeah, I don't think he came back two years in a row, did he? No, it would, it, no they're not back-to-back years. He was in two Rumbles. All right, four years apart. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that fucking tub of shit, Hiroki Sumi. Fuck you. That's right. Uh, uh, Rikishi? No. Tony, anytime you just want to yell a name out, that'd be great. Uh, the Boogeyman? No, that's a good one, though. Um, uh, the Road Dog. No, but that's actually a good one when he came back later on. JBL? No. Um... Oh God! Was Hornswoggle in the Royal Rumble? Ah, uh, see, these are—that's a great one. And there's also Torito, who I thought of too. <sighs> that's what made me think of Hornswoggle. I saw Torito. <laughs> yeah, but no. And this is a legend. This is a legit, legit legend. Is it Mick Foley? No. Ricky Steamboat. No. So Tonka. Was... Ugh. <laughs> no. um, Am I wrong with this? Am I wrong? I'm not wrong about the, the, the. He would still make the list regardless whether I'm wrong about my statistic. But uh, he's. Tommy Dreamer? No. He's been in so many. Honky Tonka Man. Honky Tonk Man, is it? Whoa! Because he. Got, he was in 2001, and he came out because Kane was on a roll, and he Kane was, in a, was on a roll. And he was on. He was in a rumble, literally, if not the 99 or the 98 or the 97. He was in one of them. So that's why I was like, man, because I, I just went on a binge again watching the rumbles. I'm like, man, Honky Tonk Man is in another one. Like, come on, you could do better with surprises. So Honky Tonk Man is is on uh, the list at number. Five. So five Hockey Talk Man, four Michael Cole, three Santina Morella, two Hiroki Sumi, the legendary Hiroki Sumi, and number one, Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Nice. There you go. Let me get the the pen and paper out for this bad boy. (sighs) Well, boys, I double check my stuff. I just want to. I just want to reiterate. For you guys, last week, going through all 86 Intercontinental Champions. Oh, yeah. Bravo. This week, though, we're getting back to brass tacks. We're going back to can you beat that. I'm going to let you guys decide who wants first crack at the questions. Uh, I will defer to Kevin. All right, there you go. Kevin, your two topics. Choose whichever one you want to go with first. We've got Most Mania, which has 17 answers. And we have Second Best Japan, which has 15 answers. Most Mania? Most Mania, 17 answers. Has 17 answers. And what is 
and Japan is another category. Second so, best Japan has 15 possible I'm, answers. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with most mania. <laughs> most manias it is, ladies and gentlemen. In the history of WrestleMania, there have been 17 wrestlers who have appeared in matches at least 10 times. Kevin, how many can you name? Fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, no, it's just that's a hard, that's going to take a while to think of. It's not a, this would be a perfect back and forth. No, these are good. These are good. 10 matches? At least 10 matches. 10 matches or more at WrestleMania. I like this theme music. All right, well, I'll see. We're not going back and forth. All right, so I got to actually pick a number. I'll just, I'll say five. Matt, Kevin says he can name five. The question to you, can you beat that? I can name 10. Matt's bringing the heat already, jumping to 10 answers. Kevin, the question back to you. Can you beat 10? I'll go 11. Matt, Kevin says he could do 11. I have 13. Matt has 13. Kevin, can you beat that? You got 13 right off the, the top? No, he said 10 first. Now he said 10 first. That's true. Unless he's lowballing you. Unless he's full of shit. But that's the I mean, I, the only the only move for me is to go seventeen. So I'll go seventeen. Whoa, I I am in awe each and every week of the balls on both of you going <laughs> I mean, through this, and like you fuck around for a few minutes, and then one of you eventually just goes, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do the whole thing." I love it. I fucking well, I'm love. gonna I'm gonna lose, but I'll, I'll probably think- lose. But I got I mean, if 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 he can get thirteen in his second response, then. What am I gonna do? I gotta go. There's the only thing yeah, I have to do is try for seventeen. There's no guarantee I, that any of them are right. Yeah, yeah, but this is. I feel like you were so confident that, if like, I had a guess. I think Kevin's got easily twelve of these. Easily. I don't know if I do, man. The the, the blur is so real. Like the like the later years is so blurry. All right, I'll go. Kevin, seventeen men have wrestled in at least ten WrestleMania matches. Hogan. Hogan has wrestled in 12 matches. That's one. Austin. Tell me I'm wrong right off the bat. You know what? That was, I I wasn't even thinking like that. That would, that just came out of my mouth. (laughs) I really, that's not even what I don't even have written down yet. (laughs) So why would you say? I, mean, it, 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 I didn't. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> something literally, something literally came into my head and I just threw it out there. I have. Oh, t- oh my god. I I only have Matt. I only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I only have nine written down, <laughs> and Austin's not one of them. Okay. I don't. I don't know why you would have said Austin, but give me the ones you did have. Ah, uh, see, uh, Orton. Orton is on the list. He's been in 16 matches. Taker. Taker, of course, 27 matches. Uh, Kane. Kane, 
Kane's actually number three. He's been well tied for third. He's he's in seventeen matches. Triple H. Triple H twenty three matches. He's second overall. Cena. Cena fifteen matches, six overall. Well tied for sixth. Um. Now I have to rethink the ones that H Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is fourth on the list. Well, tied for third. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, not on the list. All right, so then I would have lost anyway. Matt, who you got? I got Big Show. Big Show on the list. I got Randy Savage. Randy Savage on the list. I got The Rock. The Rock on the list. I got the Hitman. Bret Hart on the list. I uh, got Edge. Edge on the list. I have Jericho. Jericho on the list. Uh, just because I've been watching 2001, I have Angle. Kurt Angle on the list. Uh, the last three I just kind of wrote down, and I don't know if they're right. Uh, Mysterio. Mysterio on the list. Because he was he's been so many different people. I wrote down JBL. JBL on the list. You're missing one. Uh I complain about him constantly being in the main event, and that's the only reason why I wrote his name down. He's from the recent years. Brock Lesnar. You fucking nailed it, my man. Yes. Wow. No wow. Ziggler. No Ziggler, huh? No Ziggler. He's got to be right on the cusp, right? Like him and Christian. I don't know. Right I cut there. the list off at that point. Oh, okay. Keeping track of 17 guys was enough work for me. Yeah, Undertaker, of course, 27 matches, 25 and 2. Triple H, 23 matches. Astonishingly, 10 and 13. I think the next best record is John Cena at 10 and 5. Bret Hart also has a winning record, 8 and 6. Hogan's 8, 3 and 1. Um, let me see. Ray Mysterio seven five, Edge seven and four, Savage seven and four, The Rock six and five, and I think that's the guys with winning records. Everybody else is losing records, including Shawn Michaels at six and eleven. Yeah, because yeah, he's my, a fucking loser. Yeah, there you go. My mind doesn't work well for this game. All right, I'm so, surprised you went with Austin because Austin really didn't have that long of a career. I I, told, I swear to you, I didn't even think about it. It literally just flew out. I mean, Austin had three matches with The Rock. He had that he match had against Michaels. Against maybe he had a Savio Vega match. No, he had the match against Hall. He did have a Savio Vega match at twelve? Okay, so right? That's like six matches. Yeah, and that was it. Telling you, it just literally it flew, it flew out. I probably wouldn't have gotten to seventeen anyway because I just don't think my mind works this way. Nelly. So I would have lost anyway, but I Austin just literally flew right out without even knowing it. Well, this question is going to suck because this one goes to Matt. This one's called second best Japan, Matt. In the history of the IWGP intercontinental championship, 15 men have held said title. How many can you name? That's it. Only 15, only 15. Uh, Let me see here. Give me a minute here. Sure. Take your time. I see, right? Intercontinental Championship. Dolph Ziggler. 15. IWGP variety. I'm going to start with five. 
Kevin, Matt says he can name five. Go for it. Really? I don't You're know. You're not going to try to press him? What do I know? I, I tried it last time, and I got and I lost it. That's my second guess. <sighs> Matt, you said you can name five of the 15 who have held the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Whenever you're ready. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura is one. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi is two. Uh, MVP, the first. MVP, the first guy, number three. Uh, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega makes four. Jay White. Jay White makes five. You want to keep going? Naito. Yes, Naito's on the list. Ibushi. Ibushi, number seven, current champion. Jericho. Jericho, number eight. Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki, number nine. Hiroki Goto. Number 10. Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin, number 11. How many were there? 15. Mm. Nelly, block his, his screen. You're missing an easy one, dude. I'm sorry. Evil. There you go. <laughs> I'm missing just two? Three. Three left. I don't know if you're going to get these. These are tough. One of them you're for sure I don't think you're going to get. Nelly, stop. Yeah. No clue. The last three, Masato Tanaka, who's actually a three-time champion. So wait, so that's so we're tied now, then, right? Yeah, except Matt has two and you have zero. That's a tie, isn't it? I said I could name no, five. He's I named, lost. No, I said I could name five. Oh my god! Like oh my god! Wow! And you're the one that doesn't have any sleep today, Matt. Jeez! I don't. I don't we talked about. I don't have any sleep either. <laughs> I'm going. I'm I'm doing laundry and going right to bed after this. <laughs> Masato Tanaka has actually held the title three times. Bad Luck Fale is also former champion. And I don't know who the fuck this is. Who the fuck is La Sombra? That's Andrade. Is it? Yep. All right. Andrade is a former IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Well, there you go. Wow. Uh yeah. Yes, you guys both need sleep. Just, ah, I had a I had a decent run at some point, but just my mind just does not function well for this game anymore. <clears throat> well, your winner for this week, two games to none, Mr. Matt. You know Let's who? Let's give it up for him, ladies and gentlemen. You know who he beat to win that title? La Sombra. Yeah. Hiroki Goldner. No, Shinsuke. Nakamura. Did he really? Yeah, in January 2014? Come on. No, July. Wait. May 2013. Excuse me. Wow. Oh, I got to go find that. I bet you that's a really good match. Sure it is. Sure it is. Son of a gun. Son Um, of a gun. All right, rock and roll. Well, I mean, were they too hard? Or... No, I don't think so. No, I'm just telling you, I just don't think 
maybe I'm tired, but Austin, like, I before I even wrote it down, it literally just shot out of my mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> More than ten WrestleManias. What? That's hysterical. Yeah. All right. And Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy, I got wrong too. So that's that's odd. I don't know what else there is to say, boys. That that's all I got. My tank is empty. Well, we got a big week of wrestling coming up. Impact's back. AEW's back with a regular show. Uh, MLW's running a regular show this week. Um, Ring of Honor ran a like weird pandemic special. Uh, I guess they told people back in March when they they were coming out for the anniversary show if they were already out there. They could stay if they hadn't left yet and got on their plane to stay home. And then those who stayed, they recorded a bunch of matches, and that's what the, they showed this week on Ring of Honor TV. Hopefully next week we get back to the fallout from Final Battle. Um, and I think our friend, our guest, Brody King, may have tipped his hat a little bit. Uh, and I think Nick Gage might be going to Ring of Honor. I'm going to say it right now. Fuck, fuck Ring of Honor. Look, if you go back and you listen to that interview with Brody King and how he's calling out Gresham for being uh, a hypocrite about pure rules and that Ring of Honor was built on the backs of the homicides, the necro butchers, what better way to shake the system than show up with fucking Nick Gage and just beat the ever-living dog shit out of everybody? It looks like he's shitting, Vince. Was he? Was he shitting? It looks like he's shitting, Vince. <laughs> That's hysterical. I, yeah, they, they came up. They came up in my in my YouTube feed today, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Pretty good. Uh, it looks like he's shedding, Vince. We'll be back next week with yeah, another super fun. Hey, stop eating the soundboard. Throw me. Yeah. In. Yeah, Tony. Did you feed your cats. Yeah, it's the bowl. So the... Why is it eating the soundboard? Nellie's likes to stick her face on everything. She's crazy, right? I guess. There you go. Give it to him. Give... <laughs> Is she giving us the butt? She was giving you the butthole. Now she's trying to eat my pen. She's very rambunctious. Next week is Miko Maestro birthday extravaganza. If you want to win an AEW Kenny Omega figure, all you need to do, send us a screen cap or uh, email us at wizardspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, proof of purchase that you used our wizards code at manscaped.com. Not only do you save 20% and you get free shipping and you get some below the belt care, but you also get a chance to win a Kenny Omega figure for all you figureheads out there. It's so easy. And you don't have to buy $100 worth of shit. You can just buy some mop crops. You could buy some foot duster. Yeah. As long as you use the code word of wizards at checkout, you're going to save 20%. And then you get put into the January drawing for the Kenny Omega figure. It's that easy. And the, and the product is good. So if you need it, you're going to save some money and, and use something that you'll use for a long time. And I'm telling you this. I'm not a cologne guy, but that refined cologne fucking smells fantastic. It really does smell good. Good stuff. And also, if you're looking to maybe, you know, you got a couple extra shekels left over from uh, the Christmas holiday. And you want to purchase a Shining Wizards t-shirt? Pro Wrestling Tees is doing another sale. You go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Shining Wizards. 
And uh, that's it. put in the code New Year. I don't know what the fucking code is. What's the code? I think uh, and you're going to see it. Just go to pro. It's going to pop up when you go to pro wrestling yeah. com. Uh, you just throw that code in boom, 20%. You get some wizards t-shirt. You buy a Brody Lee t-shirt, you buy a Brody King t-shirt. You buy, buy as many t-shirts as you want. Just so you know, the donation earmarked products are not part of the sale. So if you buy something that's going to be donated to like Brody Lee's family, just be mindful you're not going to be able to use the coupon code for that. But you should still pick one up anyway. You know. Mm-hmm. Just saying that. That's just right. Kevin morning. Oh. All right. That's been an excellent show of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to Brody King. Special thanks to Shining Wizards Kevin. Special thanks to Shining Wizards Tony. We, of course, are the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on all social media platforms at Wizards Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us a follow. Patreon.com forward slash Wizards Podcast for as little as $1 a month. You, 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 yes, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. I'll be back Wednesday night with AEW Dynamite post show, uh, which I think I did on Facebook last week, and I think it was a success. So uh, continue to support the Shining Wizard podcast, and we'll see you all next week for Miko Maestro's Bean Boozle Birthday Extravaganza. Ah, that's marketing, baby. Fuck Jay White. Hey, it's not nice. Good night, all. I'm not going to say it. Wow, really? I thought you were going to say it. Nope, not tonight. All right, we'll see you guys next week. See you. And we're out.